that pill in Yergsville. I'ma give you one and we gon' do it for real. And this gon' be a thrill. We gon' smoke some kill when we pop that pill in Yergsville. There's a dirty little secret. Danny's got something in his pants. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. I'll be there and I will mow you down under my tires. This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. The truth of the matter is. You were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. Make him make you slap somebody. And unfortunately for the Browns, they haven't figured that out since they got back to Cleveland. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. And there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to kick the dust up. And when I got done, he said, just lay off the hamburgers and french fries, and that really just disrespected me, and I felt awful. I'm also very much of a germaphobe, by the way. <laughs> Believe me. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Ron Line at WRQK.com. It is Friday. Friday the 13th, homie. Oh, my God. I... It, I didn't even. I didn't even know. That's the Jason sound effect. I was wondering. I was curious. I, and <laughs> I'm tired. That was uh man. That's not a good look on me. I oh my god. I completely forgot. I did. I didn't even know the like a Friday the Thirteenth thing was coming. It's a full moon too. So if you're oh. one of those people who are like oh horoscopes and astrology and moons and and and, and I'm scared. Well, that's gonna be a scary day for you. Today. My friend. I, I I have a bartender friend who who I work with who. Full on believes in the full moon thing. Okay. Like she's not necessarily like reading her horoscope all the time, but like she, anytime like there's weird things going on, she's like, well, you know, like the moon, like she, so she'll be on it tonight. She'll be behind the bar tonight and she'll be on the lookout for weirdness and she'll be on it. I find it strange that she buys into the full moon, but she doesn't buy into astrology. I would think those kind of Well, I don't know. I mean, we've never really gotten into it. I've never really seen her like with the newspaper talking about her horse. She never really talks about her horoscope, (laughs) but the full moon thing she's on. Sitting there with her old timey newspaper instead of on her phone looking at her horse. Are those little rolled up like, you, you know, colored pieces of paper they sold at like the grocery store checkout line? And she, she, so she never like shares it online? There's those people who are like, oh, she, here's my daily horoscope. She's not a actually, she the only way she is online is by uh, Instagram only and her her name is actually Facebook less Allison. Uh, okay. Allison, like okay. she, her whole thing is she prides herself on not being online. Okay, and all she's right. like, I only have an Instagram. She's like, because I like peeking in on all you people. Like she doesn't post a lot of things. She's very private. She's in the voyeurism there, believing yeah. in the moons. Yeah, and the yeah. Friday the thirteenth and all that. But every time I work with her in the moon, like I'm not working tonight. But if I know if I was, it would be like a huge part of our conversation. The, the people who are like, oh yeah, I'm going to share this horoscope online, and it's like, dude, it's your horoscope. Why would I want to read that? I don't well, even I mean, well, stupid. you know, I mean, they cover you know multiple. You know, parts of the month, you know, multiple months there. And You're so, like, stupid you, you might be God. Now, here's the thing. I, like, when I, I have always said this, when I see a grown man post a horoscope, I just naturally assume your girlfriend like hacked your account. <laughs> I do because I don't understand it. It's it's one of those things and uh, you're not allowed to say you're not allowed to call people names anymore. And again, I will remind you, I watched The Good Wife, I love Adele and Pink's like my spirit animal, but like posting your horoscope is a little feminine. Like there's something about that that's feminine to me. 
It's just strange. Am I allowed to have that view? It's just strange. I don't know. Like, am I allowed to? Oh, my God. Am I bigoted? Am I allowed to have that view in 2017? I don't even know anymore. But it kind of comes off feminine to me. I think 2017 is the year of non-offense. I think you can can say whatever you want. Holy crap. I've been waiting. We put all that behind us last year, dude. (laughs) Is that right? No, we didn't. New year, new use, Stansberry. Don't try to tell me the slippery Uh slope does like it dried up, right? Stansberry goes number one. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you can say whatever you want now. There will be no consequences. Get fired, bro. Get it, do it, get it, get after it. How are you this morning, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Happy it's Friday. There's no doubt about that. Uh, first week back of the, our first full week back of the year for us felt yeah. kind of long. Uh, and especially after we hit such a high note midweek, yeah. finding out, finding yeah, out yeah. we were the number one show, it just very much felt like, all right, it's time to party. And then it was like, no, you have two days of work left. Idiot. Honestly, it's, 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 well, it's related to sex. I feel like the orgasm's been had, right. and now my wife made me stay up for two hours to have conversation right. with her. It's like, I just want to nap now. You're right. I'm ready. For the weekend, I am ready for that. We really got a long one, actually. Yeah, we do. First, first official like full week back, and now next week, sure enough, here comes another short one. And it's that's the way it's supposed to be, too. We will uh, we will be off on Monday to uh, you know in observance of uh, Martin Luther King Day. There. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's a company holiday. I, uh, you know, which I, it seems appropriate to me. And it's been offered to us as a floater day, a floater. And I always feel that's kind of a weird thing for companies to do when it comes it's kind to of like holidays. Backhanded, isn't it? A little bit where it's like Christmas wasn't offered to us as a, as a floater no, because it's like, like get out of here. Yeah, we that's... all know you're not going to be here. But MLK, it's like, well, if you want to work, you can. If you don't want to work, you don't have to. And that's just a weird like. I remember, dude, I, I was alive for when the for, for like the water's edge of that, like when that first started happening because like. And at first, it was like, nope, everybody's done. And then it became like, well, do I really have to? Now you're forcing me to take this day. And it was like one of those like fake-ass arguments. And now it does. It's like, it's a because, well, we don't want to be offensive. That was like one of the first, like, let's not offend people. And so, uh, it, it, yeah, okay, uh, that's the way companies handle it now. I was at Project Rebuild yesterday, and they didn't have uh, they didn't have uh, Project Rebuild on Monday, this coming Monday, because of MLK Day. And one of the kids says to me, he's like, why do, do you just white people just feel guilty and you just feel like we should all get a day off he's like that's all that's happening here you don't care about mlk you're not going to do anything about it you're just gonna you're just gonna be white people taking the day off aren't you and i'm like i'm mm. not going to but most mm. people are you're right like mm. nobody nobody's nobody's doing anything there at least with christmas there's like oh well you're supposed to observe this and you're supposed to do that and thanksgiving there's like a, a protocol of what you're supposed to go through mlk day people just getting the day off doing nothing okay all right nothing. now see so you just riled a bunch of people up okay so i could say the same thing about a lot of these holidays that essentially that we just abuse them. I mean, veterans day the same way, of right? It's Memorial Day. What are we selling mattresses? Of course, <laughs> dude. I've made that argument. I've made that argument. No, you have, you have. I, but I just want to make sure other people hear you make because, dude, you know what was just about to happen to you right there. I'll throw MLK Day, Veterans Day, Memorial Day. Any of those days we get off, and it's just like, well. Beer in the cooler. I mean, and what are we doing with those? What are we? What are we supposed to do with those? Yeah. I, those aren't even Hallmark holidays. You know what I'm saying? Those aren't even like like Valentine's Day's Hallmark, Sweetest Day's Hallmark. Those days are like, I don't want to say like... To be honest with you, I think if you forced me to do something because we weren't going to be at work, I would go, I'm going back to work. I think I would choose work over whatever it is you were going to try to make me do. Well, I mean like... Uh, no matter what the holiday. On, on Memorial Day where, where it's God, like, I'm a bad person. We're having mattress <laughs> sales. Bad. We're having mattress sales and we're having barbecues. And it's like you in no way are, are, are paying... First of all, dude, what are you guys doing to your mattresses? <laughs> what is it? Like, seriously, there is a mattress store in every shopping center yeah. in America, yeah. and I buy one of those things. Like, It's like a decade. 
And that's that's not hyperbole. That's how long people keep it's beds. Last, I think eight what years guys, is recommended. Like, are there porn studios in Canton? I don't know about because <laughs> there are like mattress warehouses and super mattress or whatever they're called everywhere. Zero down financing available right now. Like, come on in. We'll, we'll finance you. We'll credit. Why you. do I gotta finance a bed? <laughs> like, dude, the world's upside down. It's not a car, for Christ's sake. It's a bed. No, but in obviously Memorial Day and Veterans Day are the days we should be putting all those right, on so, sale. So, all right, well, guilt us into it. What are we supposed to be doing uh, no, on Monday? No, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, if you're going to take the day off, I mean, you should probably at least try to, like, do something nice for veterans or do something, you know, in memorial of, of MLK or something to... to, to <laughs> well, dude, instead... If, no, I just, you know, I just I got stuff in the head and that's where it's got to stay, but... As we, as we, as we, as we celebrate these holidays, as we get these holidays off, I mean... What for? If if it's not if it's not for memorial or if it's not for to talk okay, about well, these issues. Well, all right, well, hold on. Could I make the argument that without the holiday and doing what you want, you wouldn't think of it at all. Like we we might lose the idea of Martin Luther King altogether. Sad state of affairs there, then America. We need to take a moment of self realization. Well, then. just because it's sad doesn't make it a non reality. I just feel that if if <clears throat> if what it takes for you to remember remember veterans is a memorial or is a is a mattress sale and a barbecue, that's kind of sad. I think those are all holidays to make us feel better. Is like ah, dude, I'm a fat, lazy American. Yeah, I care about veterans. Yeah, I care about MLK. Of course, I care about those things. I took the day off. I think. Hold on. How do I argue? How do I win? How do I win? All right. Let's. Well, with Veterans Day, right? Okay. Like, so let's just say you just let uh, just only veterans got the day off. Okay. Couldn't you make the argument that you let the rest of us off so they have somebody to hang out with, so their families there to celebrate, <laughs> oh, right? No, so, no. so their because right? Don't we okay. all kind of know somebody or related to somebody? So, couldn't you make that argument? When was the last time you hung out with a veteran on Veterans Day? Oh, God, I bet every time. Every I mean, time. I, dude, I got buddies who have served. And, and you're making it a point to go hang out with them? Come on. I mean, I'm making it a point to go black out with them. Come I don't on. know if it's I don't know if it's necessarily about the fact that they had served. But I, but how many times am I with a veteran on Veterans Day? I, I bet a lot. As you're making that argument. Or Memorial Day weekend, a lot. As you're making that argument, I mean, are you really making that argument? You're just looking to win here. I mean, can I have it? <laughs> yeah, you can have it. It's Friday, dude. I don't care. I'll take both. The, I'm going to take both and put it at a 60-40 split. I'm just saying guilt holidays are a thing, and we're taking one on Monday, I think. I feel like you got called out at Project Rebuild, and you brought your white guilt in here, and now <laughs> you're trying to disperse I, it upon I, the rest I, I, I don't, of us. I don't think it's exclusively white guilt. I think it's fat, lazy American guilt. I, I have two other examples of how, of how that applies. It's not exclusively. I'm not saying this is just a race thing. I'm it's just not just an MLK thing. You're fat, right. It's a fat, lazy no, there American. Are, there are Okay, but... Yeah, by this logic, though, half of the people in America aren't doing Christmas the way the right then either. So get your ass to work on Christmas Day. Well, I mean, so are no? Are you serious? You're about to float the uh, to Friday. Seriously, going into a long <laughs> holiday weekend of all people, Fantone's going to tell me the let's abolish the holidays. Well, I would I would say that if we're going to have standards on these holidays, and we have to put Merry Christmas on Starbucks cups, and we have to do this, and you can't put out Christmas decorations till after Thanksgiving. I don't know. I just feel like if there's if there's Real holidays, Hallmark holidays, there's guilt holidays. Monday, we're taking the day off. Good God. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I feel as if we've lost an engine. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Shit going down. I, it just, it, it, was, it was, you get into it. Dude, the moment you took us into white people just feel guilty, and so you're keeping your ass at home on Monday, I was like, oh no. Not exclusively white people, I'm saying. I'm just saying it's just, a, it's a guilt holiday.
All right. I mean, there are those. Are, are, have we listed them all? So it's MLK Day. Mm-hmm. You feel Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. President's Day is probably another one, but I don't, we we'll all go to work off. on that one. Yeah. I'm talking ones where you get the day off. Okay, yeah, that's probably all. That's of them. that's that's the three I can think. Well, of. are we gonna come? I mean, maybe is it on us? Maybe it's let's put it on upon ourselves to create the rules of what you do on the <laughs> which holidays you can like. And here's the thing: celebrate? maybe it's easy. Maybe it's just like a three thing you do, and you can have it all done by nine a.m. and then you can still right, barbecue move on with it. your life, right? Man, all right, now here's the thing: I, I'm not. If we're the MLK gonna, Day rules. I don't know if we should do this, Dan. I don't know. I'm telling you, we're the guys to do it. <laughs> I mean, is this inappropriate? Black is showing Ganton, right? I would say so. Okay, I would know, say so. Let's uh, let's let's uh, let's head to break here. Okay, let's regroup. <laughs> let's uh, let's pull it together. I'm going to apologize before we even do that. I don't know how we got here. Let's dude. uh, let's show respect <laughs> to the fact that the line that the, the that imaginary line everybody's always talking about is right, right there. Uh, this is where I will tell you that at 645, you're getting WWE tickets because they're coming to town on the 22nd at the Civic Center. We'll get you into that. 830, we'll send you to do, uh, see the U2 show at First Energy Stadium. And then at 9 a.m., you're getting sent to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. All that will uh, continue to happen next on Rock 106.9. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Here, a little Kid Rock there. And uh, a Phantom says to me, he goes, how is Kid Rock not the guy who's just going to play the inauguration? How is he just not the guy? I mean, they're passing out weed at it. Right. Now, not like the official, you know, Trump presidency, but like there's like a like a pro-marijuana campaign that's going to be out there passing out joints. Which as long as you're checking people if they're 18 or over, as long as those people are checking. Where they say they're going to be. Yeah, 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 you're allowed to do it. It's all legal. Yeah, it's all going to be legal there. And so like uh, you're right about the Kid Rock thing, except for the fact that I don't really want to see that because I feel like that just and everybody's been doing this for the last few years is talking about that. I believe Mike Judge is that guy's name who made Idiocracy. But that Kid Rock playing the inauguration screams idiocracy to me. I mean, you know, Kid Rock's fine, you know, whatever. But that screams a little too close to, nah, maybe not. But like, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but like nobody's playing the inauguration, right? Like, Confirmed. You've got the Rockettes, okay. the New York City Rockettes. Okay, yeah, they're they are what they are, and they do every one. They do every. Oh, they do. Okay, thing. I didn't know that. The Mormon Tenor Bockel Choir. You know, they're singing Hallelujah or something like that. Right. Yeah. And uh, some sixteen-year-old Jackie Evan Chio, Evan Cho, Evan Chiao, something like that. I don't know who that she is. She was in America's Got Talent, but I don't know who that is either. Really? I, all right. Now I don't care. Okay, but it seems a little low rent for the. I'm the star. I'm the king. I run all these great pageants. I know how to put on the things. I know award shows. I know how to do it. It seems a little low rent for that kind of guy. It's weird. If it were me, I would just be. I mean, and really, the way to play it is. All right, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have the uh, the, the navy band come up here, and then after that, it's gonna be the army. You know what I mean? I just play. I play that up. I'd get a couple of Russian prostitutes, maybe make them <laughs> urinate on each other. I'd just be sitting in the corner, gloves on, screaming germaphobe. <laughs> like it ain't me. That's how I'd handle it. Oh, the next four. They're just going to be good. They're just going to be good. Actually, you know what? Next year is going to be pretty good. Why say I, that? Uh, I have good news here. Uh, as the Cleveland Indians have signed Trevor Rauer to a one-year deal, avoiding arbitration, they say, 
Uh, one year, $3.5 million. Uh, Bauer going to be 26 next week. Jeez, to be young and loaded. Right? Yeah. Just young. Smart, too. Like, he's like one of those guys. He's super brainy. Oh, he's a nerd. Yeah. Like a nerd. Young, super nerdy, smart, got all the money. So the thing about him is you can give that guy money, and because he's brainy, he'll turn that money into a lot of money. Like, he'll know what to do. Uh, Yeah, certainly. And me at 26, you give me $3 million. It'd be like, man, that kid can pitch, but he's going to be dead tomorrow. It, It goes to show this Trevor Bauer deal, dude. The difference... In in MLB salaries is just oh my god because you look at some dudes at the top of the top of the MLB like you know pay, paychecks is those guys are getting you know twenty million dollars a year yeah, stuff yeah. like that and like Trevor Bauer a World Series pitcher somebody who got you know the Indians into the World Series gonna be paid four million or, or whatever you said three million was it three and a half uh, next uh, last year Bauer twelve and eight four point two six ERA in the career uh, high one ninety innings last year was zero and two. With a 5.27 ERA and four postseason starts and one relief appearance, Trevor Bauer was. Now, I um, I like Trevor. I like the signing. I think he's good. But I'll say, I think Trevor Bauer um, is one of those guys who really benefited last year from the fact that the Cavs had just won a championship. Like that whole finger thing. Uh, you know, with the drone, if you don't remember, like he had just bought himself like a toy drone or whatever, and like I think the blade of it like kind of like hurt his finger, and he went out and he only pitched like, you know, it was what an inning and a half, it was like two innings, right, or whatever, and they yanked him. I think, given the fact that the the tribe lost, ended up losing the World Series and all that, I think had we not just had a championship on that. Trevor Bauer would be more aligned with Red Right eighty eight and all that stuff than he is with oh thank God we're signing him again. Yeah, I'll agree with you that he definitely caught a break there, yeah. but I don't think that's necessi- got away with one. I don't think that's necessarily fair. Like I understand that, like, dude, you didn't have to be playing with the drone. But I said it even in that moment is well, he wasn't on a motorcycle, he wasn't on a hoverboard, he wasn't doing anything. Oh yeah, accidents happen. Right, right. So I'm, I'm with that. I'm just saying, I think he did get a little bit of a break. This, uh, you know, fan bases, and and I'm not going to be like you know, you know, Ohio sports fans. It's all sports fans. We're fickle. You know what I mean? We build you up, tear you down. Can't wait for the next, you know, drama thing so we can, you know, feed off your body. I'm as guilty as anybody. And I really think Trevor Bauer would have been, I, I think he would have been blasted by fans had LeBron not just delivered a championship. Agreed with you. Agreed. And I, I mean, I think, you know, if the Indians would have gotten beat up in that World Series, if it would have been like a 4 nothing sweep, and then right. Trevor Bauer really would have got hung out. That's true, but, too. But, you know, you get to the bottom of, or you get to extra innings in Game 7, and, 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 and you, you just kind of have to appreciate it as it was. Yeah, I think there would have been a little bit more Jose Mesa in that situation had we not just come off a championship. I think we are under a month away from pitchers, pitchers and, catchers. and catchers. I love hearing that. Good I love news. hearing that. Uh, I'm ready for the weather to break. I'm ready for the, you know that to break. I'm ready for like warmer weather and all that. I uh, I had no problems on my drive in this morning. None. Like the you know roads were dry, everything. But it seemed like as soon as I started to get closer to the building, more and more snowplows started to come out. So I don't know. Are they expecting like snow to start happening early in the morning? Because they were all over the place. And I was like, there's nothing happening. I think we're in prime time territory right now for black ice because we're sitting uh, right at like 31, 32 degrees. That and makes sense. It was though. you know there's been a lot of moisture in the air recently. Yeah. So I would assume they're probably just out there salting, making sure people don't fall on their ass when they walk into work. It in was a torrential downpour yesterday. Like did you, I mean were you around for? That? Or were oh, you napping? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, it's. I mean, it was crazy how Not hard soon. it was raining. Yeah, it was crazy how hard it was raining yesterday. Uh, uh, it's. Uh, I was talking to my friend in Portland, and she's stuck in like a winter wonderland, and we're getting torrential downpours. Like, buddy, we switched winners. 
Can you imagine if that would have been snow yesterday? Oh, dude, we'd be, I, dude, I bet you we wouldn't have been allowed to come to work. It would have been one of those, like, you know, emergency people only, blah, blah, blah. Thank God it wasn't, man. Global warming. That's my oh, jam. Not allowed to come to work. I'm excited. <laughs> I, dude, I, I, like, I like the sound. I, I like the sound of the, the, that sentence. All right. Uh, Fantona, when was the last time you were in a long-distance relationship? Uh, it's been a while, five years plus. Oh yeah, I mean, you've been with your girl now yeah, about three, three, so it had so to be all right. It's been so, quite a while. you know, some people feel like you know long distance can work. Some people feel like you know they're destined to fail. Uh, somebody has found a way for long distance relationships to be just a little bit easier. We'll give you that next on the Sandsbury Show. Oh, six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock one zero six nine. We got uh, WWE tickets. We're gonna pass those out just a few minutes from right now. Uh, New day shirt on, baby. New day rocks. Oh New. Day rocks. I hate. I hate New Day. They're so good. I hate New Day. So good. They're the. We're gonna. We got the box of what? Bootios. Yeah. 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 They're coming out with a sports drink. I think it's gonna be called Booty Juice. Oh. WWE has gone a little adult recently. Yeah. I can't wait for Tropic Thunder to be like, "Hey, nice idea. (laughs) Better pay us for that. Better pay us for that." Vince ain't paying anybody, dude. You know that. No, his for wife, sure. His wife just got in the Trump administration. Come on, Bitch, I wrote Tropic Thunder. That's what did. Please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me float this idea about by you. Vince okay. McMahon, president? Um, I, I've, I've been, I mean, I know the wife would like to be. I, I don't think Vince McMahon president, Um, but I definitely think that somebody from the WWE Empire eventually makes that. What's his daughter's name? Stephanie. Stephanie. She's a uh, a very, uh, what do I want to say, powerful woman. Powerful, good looking, charismatic. Yep. yep. Uh, well known. There's no reason they couldn't turn that into something. No, now you got to throw the they could never be president out the window. You got to like everybody's qualified now. Like, well, everybody can get there. Certainly anybody with notoriety to them, anybody who's famous. No, anybody, isn't that America? Well, I mean, sure. You know, if, if we really want to put it down into like, you know, anybody can be president. But you've said it a million times before. It's like, no, you can't. No, or, you, no can't. you shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, right. no, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> No, you, we, we, no, I should not be president. It's not like we should just be like, you know who we should pick as president? Some random ass person. <laughs> like we should just pick one of these, one of these fools. You got to know it's got to be somebody that's qualified. Yeah, you think you'd hope. And I don't know if Vince McMahon necessarily, but I've said it time and time again, dude. 2028, the presidential election will be the exact same as WrestleMania 28, and that is The Rock versus Cena in the main event, going at it as as who's going to be the next president. 2028. Huh. Political hot takes here on the stands. Is that right? Show. Yeah. Political, That's a hot one. That, that, we make it sizzle. That is a pretty hot one there. It's a, dude, and I'm telling you right now, it'll probably be an I quit match or something for who wins the presidency. It's going to be awesome. It's got to be ladder match. Ladder match? All right. It's got you. You okay. put like the Declaration of Independence at the top. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? You get them in there and then you go. Dude, I, here's the thing. I want The Rock to win that one. I'm afraid of a Cena presidency. Oh, I'm I am. Not at all, dude. dude. Hustle, loyalty, respect. It's what it's going to all be about. Are you kidding me? Like mandatory jorts. Yes, dude. That will be in the Constitution. <laughs> oh, my God. In the Constitution, the latest amendment. Everyone has to wear uh, jorts at all times. <laughs> It'll be awesome, no. dude. No, there's nothing awesome. worse than George. Never give up. Hustle, loyalty, respect, dude. Those are the, those are the words Cena lives by. The Cena Nation is ready to support. I think you could borrow a few of those and <laughs> give them to The Rock. Be like, bro, dude, work your magic with this stuff, man. You know what I mean? Biracial, The Rock is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's good representation yeah. of the country. Melting pot there. Yeah. yeah like, people, like the, the Rock's like all joking aside. He's kind of like hinted at like this could be a thing. Uh, yeah, for sure. I and mean, if you watch him, sorry, but if you watch him, like he's pretty smart about how he builds his brand. 
uh, for a guy who's been like accused of steroid using that whole thing in the past. But like, he's smart about how he builds his brand, and he's very likable. Um, old people like him, young people, everybody kind of wraps their arms around him, and he's got that smile he does where it's just like it's he can charm and disarm with the best of them. He was the highest paid actor of the year last year. Crazy. So, like, I mean, you really do have to admit that, you know, his mainstream appeal is, so that's is very now, real. That's now football, wrestling, and acting on a real serious level in all three. That's an impressive that's person. That's yeah, good. that's an impressive person. That's pretty good. John Cena was just on the Today Show, hosted SNL. He was hilarious. They're both making it up into that stratosphere, dude. I'm telling you right now. Cena is funny. I just got beef. You know what I mean? I just I just got beef, and I don't like him. Well, I, you know, I I I think you could probably say that about a lot of uh, wrestlers slash politicians. My make a wish is to is to see and Cena's big into these and in, in the granting of the. My make a wish is to kick Cena in the ball. John Cena has granted more make a wishes than see, anyone else on the face of the planet. Yeah, well, I got Cena cancer, well. and so like I want him to come in. Like I, I my make a wish is to be able to kick him in the nuts. I don't like him. I don't. I, I got a problem. And the jorts. You know what I mean? Like I see Jorts and I get angry. <laughs> I do. I just I get you know I get I'm, I I did like fisticuffs is the first thing that comes to my mind when I see Jorts. Well, I don't think you want to. Right think- now, somebody's wearing jean shorts and has no idea what the word Jorts means. That's what it means. It means jean shorts. Call them and change. I uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't think you want to go blow for blow with John Cena, but dude, center of the ring, stands ready for Cena. Who knows? Who knows? I'll, I'll face off in oh, a minute. Oh, you stop it. You'll do nothing of the sort. John Cena we're talking about. In something scripted, I'll, <laughs> I'll fight him. You know what I mean? He's not Conor McGregor. I'm not going into that. Speaking of which, have you heard now? People claim now that there's more action, more movement on this Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather thing. And I don't see it, I don't no, think. No, I don't see it at all. Floyd now says, I guess he was on like first take or something, one of those ESPN shows the other day, and he said, look, we'll give Conor McGregor $15 million. Connor says he wants a hundred. You're not getting a hundred. It's just never going to happen. But Mayweather says, "Dude, get in the ring. We'll give you fifteen million. What's Mayweather trying to walk away with? Then you can't. You can't say well, that I'm going to make a hundred million and you're going to make fifteen. Well, Mayweather and I hear people were they were making it sound like Mayweather's got all the cards. Like everybody in the media seems to think that Mayweather's the draw. Now, if you would ask me, I would have been like, well, Connor, because I'm a UFC guy. And to me, it feels like boxing like doesn't matter anymore. And even if it does, like Floyd's like the one guy in the sport that matters. More than either of those things, honestly, I feel like it's the concept that's the draw. It's the UFC champ versus the boxing champ. And how does this really go when we put these guys in it's the It's got the feel of, going back to the wrestling thing, it's got the feel of Rocky Three. like here comes the Italian stallion and Thunderlips. Like it's got that feel to me. And the way the media is selling it is that Floyd has everything to lose because he's unbeaten, never been beaten. He's got $200 million in the bank. And, I mean, Floyd even said into the camera, Conor McGregor hasn't made $10 million in his fighting career. It's like, I got $200 million. So he needs me more than I need him. And the truth is, that's accurate. And that's what makes Conor so crazy about it. That's why he's posting photos of, like, Floyd's, like, you know, domestic battle, domestic violence battles on Instagram. That's why Conor's, like, instigating. is because it's in his head. It makes him crazy that Floyd's the draw and he isn't. Well, and certainly you got to think whoever kind of owns this in the media has the advantage there. And if Floyd was the first one to go out and say, like, hey, it's on him. He's got to come fight me. That totally gives him the advantage in public perception. And let's be real about that. Perception is reality. Right. Especially when you consider this is never going to happen. I don't think you can say never. I feel like I feel pretty good about that. I've been wrong before, but I feel pretty good saying this isn't going to happen. I don't know why. See, if you're Floyd Mayweather, I don't know why you do it. 
it it because I I think the media is right. It's all risk. It's all risk. You you're unblemished and UFC like they don't guys losing UFC all the time it happens all the time. Where Floyd's like he's unbeaten. There's something special about that. And personally, and I love Connor and I love the UFC. But Connor's going to get killed in a boxing ring. It's not even going to be close. You can't take a guy who's not a boxer and put him in a ring with pound for pound the best fighter maybe in the history of the world and think he's going to win, right? Well, like you said, McGregor's lost this past year. In the past calendar year, the dude's lost. So right. To, uh, why would Harder you? Harder sport, I would, say, I would say. But you're not penalized for it. And... They say Floyd's the bigger draw pay-per-view wise. I would have I would have bet the farm the other way on that. I would have been like, eh, I mean Connor, right? But apparently boxing's got a little bit more life in it than we give it credit for. Apparently it does. I want to. S- Hold on, I'm being called out. Let's read. I, I, you know, and I, I want to make sure we're being. You also said Donald would never become uh, president. Floyd and Connor might happen. Yeah, we did say Donald will never become president. Was that was that indicated at me? I just said I've been wrong about stuff before. I, I, I think both of us probably a little bit there. But right. you're saying that it could happen. Sansbury just said it could. I said it couldn't. I think I think I don't think you can say never with this stuff when you're talking money and you're talking guys who both guys who have very the roads are shorter for more fights than it is long. I mean they're they're both on the wrap it up clock. So and there's money to be made, but I. I don't know. I think I honestly I I think Conor McGregor would get his ass beat in a boxing match, and Floyd's not going to go UFC fighting. Right, right, and obviously you have the advantage in which sport it is there. So I just that's why I feel like there's never going to be fair ground. There's never going to be even playing field. That's why I don't think either of these guys truly want to do this. People bag on millennials a lot. I do it, uh, but I think millennials are being blamed for something in sports now, and I'm not sure it's totally your fault. So we'll figure out if the millennials are to blame next on the Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show and Rock 106.9. We still have those WWE tickets. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. So we'll do them here uh, in just a few minutes. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. Uh, if you're sick of paying ATM fees, I've been banking with CSE Federal Credit Union, and I now have access to 35,000 ATM uh, fee-free uh, machines. Hey, and no ATM fees anymore. That sounds good to you. You can find info at CSEFCU.com. Just stop by one of their four convenient locations. It's not going to cost you anything. They'll uh, get you filled in on all the amenities and how uh, really convenient they are. <laughs> so convenient. Like, I like lose my debit card and, and the like and through their app. I can shut my card off, turn it right back on in case I find it again. That happens to me a lot. I love banging with them. Check yeah, out more info. We talked about ways people nickel and dime themselves to death. ATM it's, fees is a, is a way they do it. it. Dude, bank fees in general, not knowing what your banking institution is doing with right. your money and just like, okay, yeah, sure. I give my paycheck to you every week and I just trust that you do everything that I want you to do with it. Pay attention to what you're doing. CSE, they'll explain it. Damn right. CSEFCU.com is how you find more info. So the millennials are being blamed for something here, and and, and and I know I jump up and down on them a lot, and I don't know why, because a lot of them listen, but but I do. I jump up and down on them a lot, but I, they're being blamed for something here, and I'm not sure it's their fault. And this affects your favorite thing, and that's the NBA. Okay. Adam Silver 
says here that they're trying to find a way to shorten the games because the millennials don't have the attention span for the game any longer. Uh, he says here, I know it's something that I know a lot that all of sports are looking at right now, and that is the format of the game and the length of time it takes to play the game. Obviously, people. Uh, millennials especially have increasingly short attention spans. Way to like insult them right there as you were trying to bring them to your brand. So it's something as a business we need to pay attention to. He says, when the last few minutes of the game take an extraordinary amount of time, sometimes it's incredibly interesting for fans, other times it's not. The short answer to your question is we're going to take a fresh look at the format, specifically in the last two minutes of the game. Uh, they said here that the NBA's competition committee reviews such matters and takes them into the into the league's full board of, of owners there. Now, I agree that I think the last couple of minutes, if it takes a while and it's intense and there's drama in there, that for me it helps. For me it pulls me in. Because that's the way sports was when I was a kid. Long, drawn out, the moment, the setup. Here it is. There, here's the nail-biting moment. Yeah, but you're putting that into that, like, well, if it's like a nail-biting moment, sometimes those games, the minutes will... There's nothing to them. Right, you're up by nine points, and the other team's still trying to find a way to come back through foul shots. So it's like, yeah, if it is if it's, if it is that like perfect moment of intensity, then it'll, it'll work out, but oftentimes it's not. Listen to this. Apparently a 90-second pre-tip-off clock to cut down on time-wasting like handshakes and stuff cut four minutes off of the game. This is like some stuff that they've already done. Uh, apparently, Thursday, uh, this must have been, no, this was, yeah, uh, maybe last night. The Nuggets and the Pacers. Uh, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, reiterated his league's commitment to trying to shave every last second it can off of games because, well, because today's young people just can't properly appreciate uh, the bold and rich flavors of the game. Now I think that that's this that's the guy who wrote this article lending more thought to what David Silver had said that we can we, we I'm not going to attribute that to David Silver. Yeah, yeah, and even with what David Silver did say, I don't know if that's necessarily like, oh, dude, millennials, you guys suck. I mean, it's the truth. Like at the end of the day, all of our attention spans. Have I was going to say, well, that's why I was like, I, I don't know why we got to, in particularly them. And I know what he's saying is that they're the next you know set of fan growing up. And it's probably true too. I mean, like at the end of the day, is it affecting everyone? Yes. Is it affecting millennials more? I would say, yeah. I, I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair statement. I think all sports are struggling to figure out how to be better TV and faster. And I would say that, yeah. I mean, games feel long to me. Like baseball feels incredibly long to me. Now, I just don't like the sport as much as I like football or basketball or UFC either. So this part of that, you know, is that. But like, take my favorite sport to watch on TV, golf. That's incredibly long, and that's a sport that could definitely find a way to just like shave, you know, moments off of it or shave time off of it. But like football games are like four hours. That's insane. Oh, football is the. I mean, NFL football is the worst about it. The amount of action that you can watch within the amount of hours that you have to watch for it is it's it's mind boggling that we sit there through just just minutes of nothing, just minutes of of absolutely nothing for thirty seconds of action, and then right back into all right. Well, you got to wait another minute plus of nothing. It is. It's crazy. The NFL's good about adapting, though. Like they are good about like, and and I, you know, the NBA is trying to you know play catch up here. Like the the NFL will change mid season. Like if, if something's going to be better, like they're they're willing to like examine it. Where I, I think this is like the first round of this with the NBA. 
Um, what, what's so you watch more NBA games than most people I know? What's like, where's the biggest time suck in the NBA right now? Well, I, I, like, I, what would you do to f- speed it up? Honestly, it is at the end of the at end of the game is when you have guys like I said, if a team's down within ten points, usually it's like, all right, well, we can try to win this game through foul shots. And the thing is, though, is I can't argue with that. I could never sign off on the concept of well, teams shouldn't be allowed to do that because no, you totally can come back uh, from a deficit like that. If you foul smartly, if you put yourself in a good position, if you if, if right. you translate those you know those opportunities at rebounds into points, you can totally come back that way. So I understand why it's frustrating to watch as a passive NBA fan. I really do. But it, 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 there comes to be a point where it's like the fans can't dictate the game. The, the fans can't be the coach. The fans can't be the one who's making decisions for it. And if you have an opportunity to win a game, which is what every sports franchise is supposed to be doing every time that they go out there, is we're trying to win this game that's in front of us. I can't castrate them and say, no, you're not able to foul in the last two minutes if you're down. You know what I mean? I can't do that. The last, I, I, Apparently, the average NBA game last season ran two hours and 15 minutes. That's three fewer minutes than during the 2010-11 season there. So they're speeding up, and dude, two hours, 15 minutes doesn't seem bad. Why, why, that seems about right. Like, at some point, like, this is a balancing act, right? Because you need them to be long enough to have the commercials to be able to run so we can pay these dudes all this money that they get paid. So there's that. And also, like, you can't shorten the games too much because if you do, all of a sudden, is the ticket worth the price to go? If I'm only there an hour, if I'm only there 60 minutes, is it not, is it still worth 130 bucks? Um, I think people are going to say, depending on what you're compacting into that hour and a half, what you're compacting into that two hours. I mean, I always thought that's why there's fire coming from the ceiling and why there's cheer girls and all that other stuff to, to distract you from the fact that you paid 80 bucks for something that gets wrapped up pretty fast and it's... I don't know if it's so much. It I don't know if it's so much the speed of or, or the length of amount of time that you're within that building. I just think it's the experience that you get within that eighty bucks that you spend or whatever it is. So I, I, I think that like as long as you feel like you still watch a high action basketball game and like as long as you feel like you got your money's worth out of the pomp and circumstance that goes into that, I don't know if time's necessarily going to be people's biggest uh, satisfaction barometer there. I, I mean, I know people will evaluate dollars spent for you know, uh, you know, entertainment gained per minute or per hour. I, I do. I I would much rather spend. I would much rather spend you know my money on two hours of something that is action packed and quick and like happening versus four hours of a Browns game just standing there waiting, sitting, waiting. All right. I mean, dude, a, a, an average NFL game when it comes to actual in-game action under fifteen minutes on yeah, on that's average what I've heard. when snap to snap. <laughs> So we're so we're spending four hours to get fifteen minutes worth of action. There's dude. There's a, there's a real mismanagement there. There's a real like uh, the, the scales are tipped. Yeah, that's Bud Light's fault. It's crazy. That's Bud Light's fault. But you got to do it. Otherwise, you, I mean, that's where the salaries come from. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? You need that. So you need to break away for TV. I mean, you definitely need that. And, you know, you, you talked about how it's three minutes faster than it was five years ago, six years ago, or something like that. That doesn't uh, sound like it, a lot, but I would imagine it's like de- you know, degrees of the planet getting warmer. Like a, you know, a few of them is going to matter a big deal. At the end of the day, I would say it's more like pounds off your body where uh, does one or two, three pounds sound like a lot? No, but over the course of time, if I can lose three minutes here, three minutes there, three minutes there, you know what I mean? Like if I can cut back, you know, eventually all those small steps turn into a, a large journey there. <laughs> Uh, you know, every step, miracle mile, stuff like that. We make it happen here. I, uh, 
it's just two hours and 15 minutes doesn't seem like, oh my God, this is incredibly long. Not like, I feel like, speed them all up, but I feel like the NBA is the one way we, we can get to this one last. You would think so, but obviously the NBA wants to be ahead I mean, of the curve. Baseball, the, yeah, baseball the year is even long, for Christ's sake. I mean, it's not even just the games themselves. It's just like, Jesus, is this ever going to be over? You know, so I, I don't. I mean, it's been a while since I've been to an NBA game, but there's a lot going on. Where? So it doesn't feel so like the, like the Browns, especially because you're outside. It's freezing cold. Beers are ten bucks. You haven't seen a touchdown in ten de- in, you know ten years. It's like that can feel long. Where the Cavs games never feel long to me because you know the, well they're winning. There's action right. and there's always stuff going on. So, yeah, I'm not sure we get. I'm not really hell bent on speeding up the NBA clock. You'll see all this change in developmental leagues, NBA D League, minor league league baseball, and eventually when the NFL gets their D League going, it's you'll see all these rule changes of like, all right, here's the goal, and we'll try a million different ways to do it. We have, we have the results of the most unnecessary study ever conducted. Okay, right. So we're gonna uh, uh, we'll 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 pass those out. But before we do, let's pass out these WWE tickets. That's on the 22nd at the Civic Center, and we'll take caller 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625. Uh, we're hooking you up with WWE tickets. And like I said, we have the results of the most unnecessary study of all time next on The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. In about an hour, you're getting hooked up with U2 tickets. They're going to play First Energy Stadium on July 1st, kicking off uh, 4th of July weekend early with U2 there. Well, we'll put you in the building around 8.30. Uh, keep this in mind. Starting next Monday. Oh, no. It's actually going to be Tuesday because we're yeah. out on Monday. Yeah, we are. But Tuesday through Friday next week, we'll have tickets to see Green Day every single day on the program. Nice. So if you're a Green Day fan, we'll get you hooked up with those all next week. WWE tickets as well. And oh, we'll, again uh, next week. We'll still be sending people out to L.A. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Doing that at 9 o'clock today. Yeah, Stansbury Show. We got stuff going on here. A lot of stuff. A lot of things. A lot of things. Things and stuff. Stuff and things. Leaving it alone. Trying not to stuff things. Leaving it alone. Well, that's well here because here we go. <laughs> as uh, as I have said, this was the most unnecessary study of all time. Okay, but this was uh, a a uh, university in Montreal studied our porn habits, our porn watching habits, men's porn watching habits. Okay, now not the largest of all studies. I'll tell you that. Right, there wasn't a ton of people. Just but, one dude masturbating up in Montreal. Just, just cranking on himself. Just a webcam of one <laughs> poor son of a bitch. No. But here's what they found out. Oh, what they find out? That a college guy watches around 40 minutes of pornography three times per week. So he's watching 40 minutes of porn three different times a week. 40, 40 minutes per session? Wow. College, that, college guys, dude, doing it. They're in there for a while. Man. Is that excessive? I feel like I, I'm not watching 40 minutes at any point, man. I'm done. I'm in. I'm out. I'm out. None. What am I? All right, well, you know, put a pin. Okay. In. All, right. All right. Now they say here that men in relationships watch around 20 minutes of porn, about one and a half times per week. So obviously, guys who have girlfriends watch less porn. You're having more sex. Makes sense. Makes all the sense in the world. Right, exactly. Like I said, this is the most unnecessary story, uh, study ever. I'm going to disagree with the numbers. I already feel like they're skewing a little bit low. It's a self-reporting study, obviously. But, uh, I mean, obviously, you're going to masturbate less when you have someone to have sex with. I would think. Yeah, I'd hope. Now, uh, they say that the average age of when a man saw pornography for the first time would you venture a guess for me? I'm going to say 12, 13, 14. So it is there. 10 years old. 10 years old. Now, if you're a parent right now, I, I bet you're like, 
Oh, not my kid. Uh, the reason why I, I feel like, oh, about that is I feel like 10's prepubescent. I feel like 12, 13, 14 years old, you've at least hit the point of puberty. Therefore, you should, like, you're starting to come into yourself. I'm not saying, like, yo, showing a 13-year-old porn is okay. That's right. Not, no, 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 no. But, but it, it seems like seventh grade is, like, the water's edge of that. Kind of to me, but maybe, you Eighth know, grade, right around there. They've got all those new hormones and milk and stuff. Kids are getting older, faster, more mature. I don't know. But to me, it did that. <laughs> Dude, you sound like a guy that Chris Hansen, uh, that Chris Hansen <laughs> caught. Come, come sit down right Dude, here. it's the milk and the chicken made that 14-year-old look bangable. Uh, but uh, there, there is something about like you're right seventh eighth grade where i feel like seems or about right once you start getting acne is when i'm like okay well that's when you start to wondering like you know sexual you know sexuality kind of come into your own there now here is the biggest thing they found in the study is that they were unable to find one single man unable to find one who didn't watch porn so, like, you always hear these girls, like, guys, if you have girls that are just your friends and they're dating another guy and you're not totally friends with him, you'll hear girls say this a lot. My boyfriend doesn't even watch porn. <laughs> right? I mean, dude, the balls you have to have to float that kind of lie. I mean, it's crazy. Now, you might not watch porn the way, like, you know, you hear stereotypes of, like, lonely dudes watching porn, but you watch pornography. Um, especially if, I mean, are we talking about, How like, could you not? well, are we talking about, like, logging onto the internet to watch video pornography, or is there other avenues that we can kind of go down there? Because I think there's still dudes out there who might not either, A, have access to the internet on a regular basis, or have the working knowledge to use the internet on a regular basis. Yeah, but I can be, I mean, dude, a magazine's just as, right, that's right. pornography. Well, if we're counting that as pornography, if we're counting, well, yeah, yeah I mean, okay. that's what Falwell okay. was out in the corner of the streets for, was, was, was the magazines and what did the internet wasn't even a thing yet I, I i will say that i don't think every dude is necessarily going to pornhub.com every day but on a regular basis Not some every form, day some form yeah and i'm sure you can point to exceptions there but, are exceptions but they course. say multiple times a week most men are looking at porn multiple times a week even if you're in a relationship it's less but even in a relationship and i i mean let's be honest there are times i don't care who you are men and women where you need the release and everybody thinks to themselves, yes, sex would be great, but I can knock this out by myself so much faster right now. And there's not, I don't have to, you know, there's no talking, there's no emotion. Just, I just need to get the demon out. Well, and, and no inconvenience to the other person. And I certainly don't want to put like masturbators up on a high hill of like, oh, they're just thinking about their partner. But like sometimes, you know, your partner isn't necessarily going to want to indulge into your sexual fantasies in that moment. And it's like, well, you're right. I can either get this, you know, taken care of right. or I can. I can hear about her day right 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 <laughs> and i don't want to i don't want to well and, and, and at the very least i mean and I, you know i'm not trying to be like well dude it's a part of a healthy relationship but like a lot of people are like oh well some couples can watch it together i don't necessarily view it as like oh well some couples can watch it together if it keeps you from uh, having the desire to cheat or if it keeps it kind of puts your sexual like desires if it's able to sow your wild oats without necessarily going out into the fields i feel like that's at least a benefit for relationships when it comes to watching yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to watching porn with my partner, but it's not no, something like no, no, there. No. Are, like I know there are guys out there where it's like that's their thing and like they're hellbent on it. Like that's not a requirement with me. Well, because what the problem is there is if you're the hellbent on watching it with your partner, and I've you watched, can't have sex without the porn. Right? Is that's what you're? You're not thinking about your partner. You're not like, oh my, you know, you're not in that moment with her. You're imagining that your girlfriend's vagina is Eva Angelina's vagina, and that's that's where the problem kind of goes there. 
I think that's one department your girlfriend might actually win out. I mean, you probably, if I'm going to swap out parts of my girlfriend, it's going to, for a porn star, it's going to be their boobs. It's not going to be their vagina. Like, I, I would at least hope, I would at least hope there's been less, you know, Tretching through your girl's vagina than Evangelina. Fingers crossed. I, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a fair. It's hope. <laughs> all right, that's right. You know what? That's enough. Where's that line? I think it was back there. Dude. I think it was back there. Man, we're all over it today. <laughs> we are all over it today. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. If you're a YouTube fan, 830, we're passing those tickets out. That shows July 1st at the First Energy Stadium there. And then 9 o'clock out to Los Angeles, you go for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Nice. Yeah, like everybody in the world's playing that. So they say. And uh, we'll get you into that 9 o'clock. And we're uh, we're out of WWE tickets for the day, are we not? Yeah. 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 Sucks. Good news is, all next week, homie. Yep. There you all go. All next week. And we'll be having a WWE superstar on the Stansberry show. Don't know who it is yet, but I, it doesn't even matter who it is. It's a WWE superstar. Your boy's pumped. Yeah, they have us in limbo on that one, and that's all right. Yeah. We need them more than they need us. Yeah. Dude, Vince, please, come do the Stansberry show. Oh, dude, I would, gotta, I would love to have Vince on. Of course. Of course. I, I'll tell you what. If I could put a wish list together of people I'd like to interview, even though I don't care about WWE at all. I don't. But Vince is something else. And transcends his own brand. Um, I would, yeah, that's a guy even more so on the air. Like, that's a guy I'd like to have dinner with and just pick his brain about how how he runs his business. Yeah, I mean, you can't knock the hustle of the dude. There's no question about that. And the way he's been able to evolve with society and keep his brand relevant through, I mean... Decades. Yeah, I mean, 40-plus years here. And moving pieces and parts and different, you know, uh, eras. Nobody's talking about how do we we fix wrestling to keep the millennials. Right. Nobody's talking about that. Different eras of acceptability. You know what I mean? Like, they went through the PG phase, right through the TVMA era. phase, and all those things, man. He uh, he's 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 a tried and true, tested uh, tested uh, titan of of sports entertainment. Yeah, I would definitely talk to him. Yeah. And they can bring Stephanie McMahon in here anytime they want. Oh, dude, smoke show, Steph. Yeah, she's hot, man. She's got that bitchy voice though, and she does. Oh, she has permanent that. bitch face too. Like I that love that too. Face, and she's just constantly like, nah, nah, oh, I nah. love, I, yeah, I love both those things. Yeah, Triple H is pounding that out. Though. I don't think you, uh, I don't think you have a shot. Well, I haven't shot steroids into my balls for the last 20 years, though. I think I might have a shot. So we know that the American public has a uh, a thirst for the nostalgia thing, yeah, right? The Star yeah. Wars movies are big back in the theater again now. Everybody's remaking everything now. And, you know, I don't want to knock it, but there is a little bit of like, dude, enough is enough. But we keep buying tickets. But it's probably not enough. Hey, right. That's the thing is I want to knock it. I want to say, no, come up with original ideas, do things. But, dude, no, we all keep buying it and, and they'll keep selling it as long as we do. Now, I wasn't in on this a whole lot, but apparently in the 90s, there was this show that a bunch of you loved called the dinosaurs yeah i remember dinosaurs well they're redoing it okay abc is redoing this now i don't care about this at all it wasn't something i watched so i'm not excited i don't care you guys if you want it fine watch it i don't care yeah okay but it has me thinking about the remake genre like the re- like uh, the obsession of it and there's the an elephant in the room on this let's go back and remake some of the best things ever that isn't happening And I just can't believe it. Like when I look around and I see stuff that has been remade versus there's an entire 
collection of what I would argue one of the greatest writers slash directors in film history, and nobody's redoing his stuff even though he's no longer alive. Okay. And I can't believe that in the studio's like obsession of let's reboot brands that people know, why in the world hasn't and this if you would ask me this 10 years ago i'd have been like that's sacrilege you can't even think about doing it because this man and his work was so influential in my childhood like easily the biggest influence on a film level of my childhood why are the studios if you're going to remake movies why is nobody redoing the john hughes catalog are you kidding me the guy made the most iconic movies of all time now i know one of the arguments will be well, you don't have to remake all those movies because every other movie is just a ripoff of his of the movies. Last movie, okay. A, a ripoff of his movies. Like, that's what people do is they just take the John Hughes idea, redo it a little bit, rename it. But, like, we're not at some point, and I know this is going to sound like sacrilege to people, we're not going to re- reboot Ferris Bueller's Day Off. How about The Breakfast Club? Like, you don't want to see an updated version of that? Um, I think it might be a good idea. Uh, and I'm sure there's people right now who are saying, do I want to see that? No, but does your 16-year-old want to see that? Like, what made me think of this is I actually went and saw Star Wars the other day, right? And they they were showing a trailer for a movie that's going to be coming out, and the whole thing starts about, like, these three kids that are in trouble, and they all are, like, it looked like they were, like, putting them in the, in the same room of the school together. And it, I was like, oh, my God, are they about to... Are, are, are we about to get a Breakfast Club reboot? And that's what I thought it was. And that ended up being the Power Rangers movie of all things, which doesn't look like it's going to suck all that bad. And I was like, why is nobody redoing John Hughes movies? We get into a... Uh, They're a no-brainer. There's a couple of different things that happen. There's like True the Heart reboots, which are retelling of that story. There's remakes, and then there's just kind of continuation movies. And I guess there's even movies that have been inspired by. So you're right. I, I, I'm surprised there hasn't been a, a True to the Heart remake of it. Like a re, like, all right, we're going to shoot it with today's hottest, you know, young stars and the, you know, the, the hottest young actors and actresses and introduce these modern concepts into this timeless story you know what i mean like because i think i think most people can you know understand that hey a movie that came out 30 years ago isn't going to necessarily be the same they're not going to be dealing with the same issues i always say like you watch a movie from the 70s and you're like well why doesn't he just pull out his cell phone and they can find their way that way and it's like no idiot because so you do kind of have to if you want those movies to remain relevant you want those characters stories and all that to take this next step with the generation you probably are going to have to introduce, you know, newness to it. I mean, Breakfast Club would be hard. I mean, because like the hard ass statement from Judd Nelson in that movie is eat my shorts, which is like, okay, so that's not going to play. I understand some of the language may not play, but the coming of age story of high schoolers is, I mean, that's going to be in movies until we die. Right. And I'm sure that there, I guess, are there movies that are, you and I aren't going to know them or consider them to be as iconic or even have potential to be as iconic, but somewhere right now, some 17-year-old like, girl is like, no, this is what that movie is. Okay, well, you like Superbad, I bet, is one of those movies for people, right? That's like the ultimate high school movie for like a newer generation. Does Superbad hold up to like the great John Hughes classics? I don't know. I'm asking. No, to me they don't because, like I said, John Hughes is like that's like my god. I do John Hughes and Aaron Sorkin. Anything either one of those guys do, give it to me. I want it all. And so, even though John Hughes made Home Alone, and I don't, I don't care about that movie at all. But, uh, but most things John Hughes did that like he, I love that guy. 
what I'm going to say is, I guess it necessarily doesn't, because, I mean, does the generation prior to yours necessarily hold those John Hughes films as in high regard as you do? So, no, of course, you're not going to hold... I mean, weird science? But I'm talking, like, I'm talking people 25 years older than you. Maybe they'll say, yeah, it's a good movie, or yeah, but they're not going to view it as iconic, where it's a generational thing that we're talking about here, where you you hold those movies so highly because when you were in well, that but, age, that was the, that yeah, told but your story. Why would everything else from my childhood be the hot thing to cash in now but John Hughes the best of thing of my childhood why why is there not that uh, transition you see what I'm saying I mean all the 80s cartoons are back all the 80s like action figures are back the shows are back Lethal Weapon is now like a TV show like all the stuff from when I was a kid is hot so like the best of the entertainment world from when I was a kid seems like it would be a no brainer like Planes, Trains and Automobiles is one of my all time favorite movies now I know they kind of redid it and they put Zach Galifianakis in it and then What's his name who plays Iron Man? I forget his name. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, what's his name that plays Iron Man? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Yes. And they did like that road trip movie, and it was terrible. Um, but like, I like a complete remake of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I think would be a great idea. Ferris Bueller's Day Off would be a great idea. Pretty in Pink would be a great idea. Weird Science would be. A, it just seems like we're, we're we're pulling these things to reboot that were just okay the first time around. Why aren't we going to do the great? And is it because they're great? And if that's if that's what it is, that's a decent argument. Because like I said, if you would have asked me about this 10 years ago, I would have been like, that's sacrilege, don't do that. Because of how much I love John Hughes. Mr. Mom, there's another one. Uh, let me uh, let me see here. National Lampoon's Vacation, he wrote that. The Great Outdoors, he wrote that. Uh, well, I mean, Great Outdoors has been spun off into that show, The Great, the great Indoors. indoors and, which, by and, the way, makes me feel 200 years old, because Joel McHale is now like the, the, I'm old, the old guy on yeah. a TV show. Um, I know. Yeah, and I mean, National Lampoons have been redone. And, yeah, you know, they just did Vacation. Obviously, and... and, and these, it seems like the big ones to me. Pretty in Pink, Fer- Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Weird Science, um, and, uh, and Breakfast Club. It seems like the big four there are begging to be remade and begging to be rebooted since everything is. It's, I, I just I don't understand why somebody hasn't done that yet. Now, it's probably like who owns the rights to the scripts and this and that. I'm sure it's something. And maybe they'll eventually get to it. It just seems like, man, if we're going to keep pressing refresh on something, let's press refresh on the best of what it is we had. We do have YouTube tickets. You'll have them at 830. But turns out, Bo didn't know everything. And we'll get you clued into that next on The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. 8.30, we're sending you to see U2, First Energy Stadium. People are hyped about that show. I want to go. I do, too. I like U2. I, I know you can you know bag on Bono for his stance on things, but like musically, I think they're pretty good. Something interesting I've seen with like bagging on Bono, and we've talked about this before, how a lot of people make music the exception to this rule, but I know this dude, and we're friends on Facebook, and he is, when I say like an extreme right winger, I'm talking he's the dude who will boycott Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they didn't say Merry Christmas. I'm boycotting Starbucks. He's that dude, but right now, Going to an event, you too. And I'm like, how? If you're going to boycott Starbucks, Starbucks not shoving it down your throat. Bono is going to shove it down your throat. Oh, he's going to be all up on his liberal hill. Fourth of July weekend, you think Bono's not going to be standing up there shoving those liberal views down your throat? He just said he needs breathing space after the inauguration before he can release the next album. Dude, you're right. Your buddy's going to hate that. Well, and, and does he not know what their songs are about? He has to. He has to. I don't know, man. I think... Do, do, if, if I polled most people and said, what's pride in the name of love about? Do people know? Or 
is it just a good song? Not necessarily do you know what the songs are about. I guess I can make room there. But you know what U2 is about. You know what Bono's about. You, watch you know enough, what side of the fence they're on. You watch okay. enough Fox News to see them post up a picture of Bono saying, oh, we've got to stop AIDS in Africa, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, come on. Come on. You know who Bono is and what he does. And he shoves it down your throat every opportunity he gets. You wouldn't even be able to pronounce Darfur if it wasn't for Bono. Exactly. Exactly. How do I say it? Is that? How do I pronounce it? Point to it on a map. But, I mean, this dude, like I said, a a true to the heart doesn't even, you know, shows no no regard of of sharing right-wing stuff. Art can transcend things, man. He's pumped for you, too. It can. He's excited. Well, you know, they say, you know, music's one of those things that brings us together versus separates us. You know what I mean? Music can do that. So, well, where the streets have no name, up in, up in, up in Cleveland, Ohio. Here's the other thing about you, too, and we haven't talked about this at all, is that I would have to put Edge in that conversation of some of the most underrated guitar players ever because he's great and you never hear his name. Um, ever. He never, I think and he that, should. I think that goes back to, you've talked about this, how when U2 was a thing, it was kind of like you're in this camp or that camp. Like, it wasn't hard enough right. to be, like, really accepted like, by rock for bands. For the rockers, right. In that day in particular. I think a lot of people go back and, all right, U2 was a good rock band. But in that day in particular. It was only college kids. Right. You were viewed right. as, you know. The Camaro crowd wasn't down with U2. So, so that kind of knocks the guitar player out of the conversation even. Yeah, I would have to put him in the conversation of most underrated because, like I said, he's great and you never hear it. You never hear anybody give him credit. Mike Campbell is still ultimately the great, the most underrated guitar player ever. But Edge would have to be in that conversation. A lot of hits. He's damn. Oh, yeah, a ton yeah. of hits. <laughs> Man, Although, good songs. You know what we did, though, the other day? Fantone said this to me and we looked yesterday. They're, now they're playing the Joshua Tree in its entirety. Correct. Okay, well, you can leave after song five. <laughs> It's like five or six. It's like okay, well, time to get out of here. It's dude. It's That's that album's not as. It's just that they front loaded it. All the hits are like one through five, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's like wait, which which song is that? So which it's, one is that? It seems like a powerhouse record, but it's just front loaded, real heavy. It's so weird too seeing an album. I looked at it yesterday and it had eleven tracks on it. I think, and I'm like eleven songs. That's it. Like it seems like nowadays everybody's jamming as many songs 15 as and 17. possible in there. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go, though. I like them. And I've seen them before, and they put on a great show. But just be ready for safe spaces. Make sure you put on your safety Well, I mean, that's what the beer line is for. It's like, oh, my God. It's (laughs) all right. I get it. It's time for your vagina monologue. I'm going to go get a bud. But 830, we'll get choked up with those. I'm all excited for this weekend, man. A lot of good NFL action this weekend. Yeah. A lot. I mean, yeah. these games look like they're going to be really, really good. Tomorrow, you got Seattle going against Atlanta. That's uh, 435 tomorrow. I'll take Atlanta. Uh, and then 815 tomorrow night, you got Houston at New England, and you just got to take New England. And then Sunday's really the day uh, for me. 105, you got Pittsburgh at Kansas City. And then 440, Green Bay at Dallas. People are going to say I'm nuts. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got to go in Arrowhead. It's a tough place to play. And Kansas City's that sleeper team that nobody's talking about, but they're probably one of the most complete teams left in it. And the fact that offensive line, good. Defense, good. Running game, pretty good. Everybody's going to say Alex Smith isn't a franchise quarterback. 
Eh. Well, I mean, playoffs last year, playoffs this year, things are, I mean, they're looking pretty good. Well, and the thing, whether he is or is not a a, a franchise quarterback, is we're not talking about building a franchise right now. We're talking about winning this game. Winning this we're game. We're talking about winning right. this game. So those are those are those are two different things. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I feel like I feel like Pittsburgh's probably maxed out what it thought it was able to do and what it really was capable of doing this year. You think it's just it's hard to bet against a man because you got Big Ben, great quarterback. You got Antonio Brown, great wide receiver, and you got Le'Veon Bell, who you can make the argument is it him or Zeke is the best running back in the league. You know, you know, certain guys have you know one guy ahead of the other, but it's the conversation between those two guys. I just think you have a, uh, a like I said, a team that's maxed out, a team that's done what it can do, and unless it continues maxing out every rep, I don't know if the Steelers have it in them to keep winning the games. I feel like I can call all these games. The one that I can't pick, the one my gut doesn't give me a feeling on, is Green is is Green Bay at Dallas. Impossible pick there. Well, how are you going to pick one or the other? What's well, the spread? I mean. Vegas has Dallas minus four and a half. Now you got to imagine that's because you're playing in Jerry World. I mean, you're playing in Dallas, and I bet you that'll tighten as you get closer to the game. Right, four and a half. That seems like a lot for that game. That game, really does. Game kicks off at four forty Sunday. Yeah, that line will move before Sunday afternoon. I would say that would move down to two and a half. You know what I mean? You're getting into a, a battle of field goals right there of who's going to be able to make that last punch. I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers has the team to do it. Like. I know they got hot. They went on a run. He said they were going to run the table or felt like they could, and they have. And Aaron Rodgers right now is playing at a level that we have never seen a quarterback play at. I mean, he is playing out of his mind. But I don't know if he's got the team to beat Dallas. That offensive line is so good, and you're just going to run Zeke right down their throat. And Aaron Rodgers can't beat you if you can't play. Right, if you're not out on the field. Right. I mean, if you play the time of possession game, I don't know how Aaron's going to how, – how's he beat you? And you just keep chugging along five and a half yards per carry for Zeke. And, yeah, I mean, that's, if a, you, that's a tough hill. If you look at what they've done with Dak Prescott over the last couple of months, too, the offense has expanded. They're now le- He's now going over the top and throwing over – you know what I mean? Like, it's – that whole thing's folding into a pretty special ordeal down there in Dallas. I, I can't pick that game. I can't pick it. It's tough making call, me nuts. It's tough call. I'm not a sports better, but even I can view that. No, no, I know. That's a tough call right there. Oh, I don't want to do it. Do it. Do it. Do Give it. Me. Well, if I'm going to bet it right now at four and a half, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers in the points. Yeah. I think that game's close. Yeah, I, I, don't, do I, I mean, you're not going to blow Aaron Rodgers out. I think you get it down to two and a half by kickoff. So I'll take the four and a half. You know what? I'll take Green Bay to win outright. There it goes. Oh. Stansberry. Hot oh. takes. Hot sizzling takes. Oh, I don't know if I like it. I don't. I'm hesitant. I don't know if I like that pick. Not to win outright. Ugh. Playoff football, exciting times. What about that Browns game this weekend? What do you think about that? That's game? really good. Yeah, really it's, good. it's gonna be a good one. Really that good. Browns game this weekend. Yeah, you can bet. You can bet the farm on that one. Uh, I think worth noting about the NFL as we go into what is going to be some of the best games of the season, arguably the best games of the season. That Green Bay up. Dallas game could be the, the best non Super Bowl in a long time. Yeah, I was gonna say could be game of the year. As I think has very real potential to be game of the year. Uh, I was looking at ratings of NFL playoff games from last weekend. It's interesting to note the good games rated higher than they normally do in the crappy games rated lower than they normally do. I remember there was a lot of talk at the beginning of the year of like, oh, the ratings are down. It's Colin Kaepernick's fault. We're Donald all going to boycott. Fault. We're all going to boycott. It was Donald Trump's fault. You didn't boycott. Nobody boycotted. Nobody was boycotting the there NFL. Was, there was crappy games at the beginning of the year and an election that we all wanted to watch. So... Dallas beat Green Bay, I'm hearing from Twitter, 30-16 uh, to 16 in week six, but that was week six. Since then... 
Green Bay has found a running game. They've got a running back since then that they've added. Now I know Jordy Nelson's out for this game. That hurts. Eighty-seven makes you a much better, a much better football team. Is he out for this game? I know he broke ribs or something like that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's he's. I'm pretty. They're keeping it close to the vest. He's not going to play. That does change it. If you read his injuries, he's not going to play. That does change it. Big moment game like that that changes it. It, it does. To. It, it has, has to. to. I, I, otherwise, I mean, why? I, then you, you can't talk about how great guys are. Then if they, they don't play, if it doesn't matter. All right, four and a half. I'll take Green Bay to win with the points. Not win outright. That's that's probably the safe call, buddy. That is. That sounds like that sounds like logical betting to me. But I'm telling you right now, take Kansas City over Pittsburgh. I feel like that's one of the Kansas City's giving up one and a half, and I'll still take it. I'll give Big Ben points on the road. I will. At Arrowhead, I'll give I'll give Big Ben points. You know this. I got a little carried away with my picks, but uh, Bo Jackson. The reason why we want to oh, talk yeah, a little yeah. NFL is oh, he yeah. says here, had he known uh, back then what he knows now, he wouldn't have never stepped on the football field. It says nope, wouldn't have done it. Had given what we know about CTE, given what we know that they suppressed and all that information, he's like, I played baseball, I played both sports, and I would have never played football. Now there is something worth noting: is that Bo Jackson played two professional sports. Therefore, that guy had the ability to go make millions of dollars elsewhere. I don't know, and I'm sure there are a lot of dudes in the NFL who have retired right now and who have kind of thought about it and said, well, if I would have known, maybe I wouldn't have. I mean, we saw guys call it quits early. But Bo Jackson had the ability to make millions elsewhere, so I don't know if that necessarily, you know, it makes the point as well. Yeah, I mean, he would have had another option, that's mm-hmm. for sure, and he was great at both. I mean, people would argue for days on end about which sport he was better at, and you hear this all, all the time with athletes. We've never seen anything like him. We've never seen anything like him. We've seen things like Odell Beckham Jr. We had never seen anything like Bo Jackson when that came out. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. when Bo hit the scene, that was legitimate, oh, my God stuff. Um. I guess it's hard to put ourselves in these shoes because NFL players, we are not. Pro pro Football Hall of Famers, we are not. But, I mean, you've got the opportunity to make, let's say, $20 million is probably low for Bo, but $20 million for that era of the NFL was probably a lot. You risking your brain, you risking CTE, you risking, you know, a junior say in it and losing your temper and, you know, murdering yourself and, and doing all that. Like, you, yes. you risking it? Yeah, because I'm like everybody else in America, and the thought of being independently wealthy like that is going to cloud my decision-making and make me do things that normally I wouldn't. It's generational changing money if you play your cards right. Of course, most pro athletes... The dollar amount should be generationally changing money. It doesn't always end up that way. Pro athletes have often been known to fumble that, but at the same time, I wonder what his family says the people who were directly you know benefiting from those millions of dollars i wonder what kind of like well would i have wanted dad to do that or would i wanted you know would i you know and have this life or would i have wished that his brain wouldn't have gone to mush i don't know money money if applied properly can provide your family with the leg up and provide you with opportunity um, you know, as we kind of joke around, as always, people say all the time, you know, white privilege and all this stuff. And I, I understand that it exists, but I have always maintained, and I still will, I'll go to my grave saying this, that really what it is is that it's power privilege and money privilege. And that if you have that, you're going to be good to go. And so if you offer me $20 million, even though I might get hurt, if it means my kids 
end up with privilege and opportunity, then I got to give them that. But we're because t- I'm going to die no matter what. But we're talking about hurt versus like brain. You know what I mean? Like if your knee's blown out, who? Ah, dad, whatever. He's going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. But we're talking like Junior Seau's kids whose brain turned into mush and decided to shoot himself in the chest. You know what? I, it's just, I don't know. That, that'd be a tough call to make. Was all it- right. Well, I would guess what I would say. And I guess th- th- there's a middle ground here that I'm not going to be fair to. But it's like, all right, well, I could play football or I could have a miserable job, end up shooting myself anyway. Right. And I left you with nothing. Right. I mean, I don't mean to sound cold to it, but Junior Seau's family has the legacy that their that their dad, father, son, whatever he was to any given family member was an all timer. I, I think that no matter what the risk is there, like, and I've said, I've said, like, if I have sons, I'm not sure football is going to be part of my son's life. Uh, I'm going to have to evaluate that. I'm going to get my kids playing tennis, and I'm going to get them playing golf because it's low risk and you can do it forever. A lot of money in it, and the college scholarships are easier to get because not everybody's vying after them. See, I'm a little bit more calculated than some of you like to give me credit for. There's a method to this madness, man. Now, I just got to find a woman willing to let me, you know, bareback it. Jeez. Give her the kids. Jeez. Jeez. Where was that line, dude? The line, we have disrespected it all day long. It's way back there. It's Friday. This is the day you <laughs> find that broad. This is the day of all days. We'll get you hooked up with those U2 tickets. We'll do it next. Hang on. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're going to pass out some WWE tickets. No, I'm no. sorry. That's not what they are. Yeah. It's U2 tickets. Yeah, that's what they are. For July 1st, First Energy Stadium. We'll pass those out in just a few minutes. I uh, I have to be careful about what it is I say on the radio. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah I, uh, for sure I agree with that one, buddy. <laughs> this, is how, this is a lesson that I need to learn. Okay. And that's uh, right before the break. I kind of insinuated that I need to find the I need to find the life partner, right? right? So I say I need to find a woman. It's Friday. I need to find a woman. And right after I said it, what happens? Studio door opens. Into the studio walks a woman carrying not one but two boxes of donuts. <laughs> so ask, and you shall receive. There now she's eighty. Linda is. But sometimes you got to think outside of the box, man. Like sometimes you got, you know what I mean? Think outside of the box or think inside of the box if it's a donut box. Stansberry going hard. Two donuts. Yeah, two donuts. I'm about one and a half way done already. Yeah. Which is incredible, dude, because honestly, that was about a, a, a 120 seconds from when Linda walking through the door to a donut and a half being consumed. I'm that, impressed. That apple fritter was four bites. Had I been alone in my house, it would have been two. But uh, you show you show respect to other human beings when they're watching you eat. I guess since we're here, I'll ask the question. I thought we were kind of a little shut it down. Mode. Yeah, I am. Um, but uh, you know, it's just, sometimes you break. And I, I like here's the thing. I've been worried about this for two days. Right. The football games this weekend. Right. I know it. I'm, there's going to be a pitcher of beer. Yep. And two plates of wings. Yep. And I, it's all going to hell anyway. Okay. You know what I mean? So eh, no, I guess but- we'll, Monday through Thursday, he can keep it together. And then come Friday, he's just, you know, so I I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I'm i definitely not in quote unquote shut it down mode uh, when it comes to uh, terrible life decisions and health decisions. But I was like, eh, dude, new year, might as well try to make healthier decisions. Not like I'm on a diet or anything like that. And uh, finding out that we were number one, there was a little bit of like, dude, screw all rules. You can do whatever you want. You're the number one morning show in Canton. Go eat cheeseburgers, man, yeah. toad. And yeah, so I went to Five Guys, and it was delicious. Oh, man. It was so good, man. Would you so hit the lottery after we hit him? <laughs> oh, Fantone's doing well. Treating himself to an $8 burger. <laughs> Look out. A lot of money there. Look out. Okay, speaking of the money. Okay. I just read something that made me feel a little bit better. Okay. And uh, because, you know, not having money kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. All right? All right. But it turns out 
that only 41% of adults say that if they were hit with an emergency, they could cover it from their savings right now. That's a 4% increase from last year, but just 41% of us. That's a lot of people that could not cover an emergency out of like their savings. Well, why is it making you feel good? Like you're feeling all right about that? Yeah, because we're not alone oh, in the okay. fact that we can't okay. do it. Okay, right? right? Like we're not alone. Okay. Um, I've t- I said this just yesterday. I'm going to say it again as we're talking money here. If you're having some money issues, I urge you to read Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. It changed my financial life. It changed the outlook of my financial life. Now it requires you, and he says, and this is one of the reasons why I love him. The whole first part of the book is I'm not. Gonna to coddle you. This is not going to be easy. This is going to be the hardest thing in your entire life. I'm going to remind you every chapter of this book that you're the reason why your life sucks. You're the reason why you don't have any money. And he beats it into your head that you're responsible for it because, well, you're responsible for it. And that book kind of helped me get back on track. And so I have a little bit of money in my savings, but I would have been guilty of this forever. And that's that we don't prepare at all. And again, I'll point you back to the same book. Like Christmas is one of these things that we just got through, right? The holiday, sorry. And everybody always says, well, you know, I was doing fine and then Christmas came. Well, Christmas isn't like, uh, that didn't come out of nowhere. It's at the end of December every year. It doesn't move around. We don't float it. And so, you know, you got to prepare for this. Only 41% of people could take care of an emergency today out of their savings. Now, Fantone and I have been kind of hinting around the fact that we both need cars. That's just kind of one of those things. Happens to everybody. Sooner or later, you get to the point where it's like, you know what? Kind of time to start looking for a new car. So we're both in that zone right now. But if our one of our cars should die, like if my car dies on the way home right now on 77, God, please don't let that happen. Please. But if that should happen, I don't know what I do tomorrow. I have no idea how I'm going to fix that right away. Because to be honest with you, could I find a way to get like the loan and like get the car well, and all that? Yes, but it's going to force me into a situation where I'm going to make a faster decision than I should. You know, if, if they say 41% of people are prepared for it, I mean, I'm sure a decent amount of people could make something happen. I mean, that's kind of the, that's w- the way the pre- world. That's not prepared. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, go, charging your, you know, or taking your charge cards through the roof isn't being prepared. You know, I mean, dealing you know, dealing with like a uh, a money loaning place, one of those, you know, payday loan places, that's not being prepared. I've heard they're all bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not going to be a good system for you ever. When they know you're desperate, I mean, that's, when when you're a desperate poor person, money just falling out of your pocket. People just taking everything they can out of your pockets. Yeah, I, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a scary thing thing not being prepared and, and not having enough money. Like sometimes I think about that because this is probably like the last radio job I'll have. Now, if we maybe get pulled out of here and somebody else wants to hire this and that, but if they walk us out of this and like we're done, I'm probably now done then. And it's like, well, I'm too young to be like retired though. Like I'm going to have to work. Like that's what keeps me, that kind of stuff keeps me up at night. Not having money keeps me like it, it's stressful. Like Phantom will tell you, like when I'm when I'm feeling flush, things are good, and like I, my my mood is better. And like anybody else, the, the 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 tighter you make my wallet, the tighter my attitude gets, and I just get really freaked out. Forty one percent of us only are are prepared for for an emergency. Well, we often talk about this point when we talk about finances, but like you and me don't have much responsibility in life. Imagine being unprepared for an emergency, and when you have kids, emergencies are inevitabilities. It's right. just going to happen to you. So yeah, there are a lot of people staying up at night worried about that cash. So the somebody's asking me now, did I go to Verizon yesterday? Because I was on the air yesterday talking about my cell phone oh, bill yeah. being a little did high. You? I was a little high. No, I didn't. No, I, I, I was guilty of doing what I said I wasn't going to do, which is like, mm. oh, I'll do it tomorrow, whatever. But I have to go over to Dick's Sporting Goods uh, when we're done with the program today anyway, and that Verizon's not far from there. But I, um, 
I have to return the like the golf watch I bought. It's something's wrong with it. It got wiped out, and I, so I have to send it back, and they have to send me a new one. So I was gonna go drop that off, and then I was gonna swing by uh, swing by the cell phone store after that and try to get this figured out and why my cell phone bills is as much money as it is. I can't figure it out. They always say it's like, well, you know, you're still holding like forty dollars over from last month or whatever, and then so then you pay that, you get current, and then the next month they're telling you, no, yeah, you still have that sixty dollar whatever. Like so, I'm just gonna keep somebody talking in a circle long enough to where they're like, I just want this guy out of the store. Fine, we'll eat it. And they'll, they'll do that. You just got to stay on them. That's essentially how this radio show became successful. Stansberry's just making people talk in circles and eventually like, yeah, he's not that bad. Fine. That sounded close to me being right. <laughs> we'll end right there. We have you two tickets. Let's send you July 1st, First Energy Stadium. We'll take caller 40 right now at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to you two, and you're getting the Florida Files next on the Stansberry. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We have a trip to uh, Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. We're going to give it to somebody at 9 a.m. this morning. You'll get a keyword. You text it in. Off to uh, Los Angeles you go. We were talking to uh, Corey Stevens is his name. He won He won a trip last year, and he was like, man, iHeart was great to us. They treated us like a king. Man, that must be nice. I almost want to quit my job and try to win the contest. Just start texting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that'll work. You know, I uh, something happened with our company, and I'm interested to see if if the dominoes start to fall on this. And I think that they probably should. I, I you know what I mean? Because I, I, you know, I just don't have a problem. With it. Oh, real quick, you know, the weather it's cold, yeah. not not a lot to do right now. No. You probably got kids up there that are just making you nuts in the house. Take them out to High Voltage Indoor Karting. You can find them in Medina or online HighVoltageKarting.com. They have winter leagues now. You race, uh, you know, during the week. It's like a winter league, like championship type series. Nothing. You know, here's the thing. It's not a total commitment. You can drop in and out. You know what I mean? Kind of like how the fantasy football is kind of like, you know, evolved into, you know, one week leagues. You can kind of like one week it out at high voltage indoor karting as well. You can call 330-333-9000 to find out more about that. Or uh, like I said, online at highvoltagekarting.com. Online right now. Fantone has found this, and you're a non-believer, but apparently there have been some serious UFO sightings over Stark County and uh, over the surrounding area here. We got a few from Maslin here, there's a couple from Kent, uh, even some Akron, some Canton here, some Orville even. Uh, and you can get that list at WRQK.com. Now, you posted this. And uh, I'm interested as to why, because uh, you don't believe in any of this. You find all this to be nonsense. Web bonus is the answer to the first question. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's fair. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. It's just because I don't believe doesn't necessarily mean that other people aren't going to want to have that information available to them or people that are going to believe. I mean, I'm sh- there's plenty of things out there that I'm sure I disagree with some people and they're like, no, look at this, Fantone. It's all right. I think UFOs, um, it, let's, let's, let's remember it's an unidentified flying object. So that's kind of a loosey goosey term we can use for, oh, I think I saw something. I don't know what it was. And oh, it must be a UFO, must be aliens. It, We live uh, an exit away from an airport. You know what I mean? There's going to be things in the sky that you're like, oh, did I just see something? Oh, no, that was probably just a plane, idiot. That's fair. That's fair. I live very close to um, Cleveland Hopkins Airport when I lived up there, too, and people always thought they saw stuff. And I was like, well, guys, the runway... Like they they fly they, they fly over our house like every ten minutes there was a plane going over my house so of course I always thought I saw things in the sky. All right, I'll give you some of that. Okay, I'll give you some of it. Okay, I just like to keep my mind open to stuff like this. I don't know. 
And anytime I don't know, I kind of like to keep my mind to, well, maybe. Do you keep your mind open to vampires? I mean, maybe. Really? Come on, dude. Come on. Maybe. Come on. You keep your mind open to werewolves? Come on. Come on. Come on. Show me. Show me the... The burden of proof lies on the people who are saying this exists. You know what I mean? Like, nah. I, can't, I can't disprove something. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, you got to give me something else rather than you're just a loon. Like, I can't just be a loon. Like, you have to have something that says I'm a loon. I don't know. I, think I just I can like just saying say loon. loon. I think I can just say Stansberry's a little loony. <laughs> Little Canadian coin right there. No, here's the thing. I'm not pro vampire. Like okay. that's like, you know what I mean. I'm not Team Edward. Like that's not what's <laughs> happening here. But like I think that they're. Hold on. Like I need to let me think about what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Stansberry, here's the vampire and werewolf take of the day. Oh my dear God. We should have planned a show. I don't know what we were thinking. Oh, we're the number one show. It's Friday. Who cares? Yeah, we'll backstroke yeah, it. We'll Twilight. Here it comes. Fine. We'll be good show. It'll be good. Oh my god, dude! Sometimes we shouldn't pull the curtain back, no. especially when it's <laughs> when it's this effing true. All right, this is what I want to say. I feel like there is enough unexplained disappearance, death, weird circumstances. We can't explain this. We can't figure this out. No matter how much DNA or scientific data or all this stuff, there's still enough that we're. It's like, what the hell has happened here? Where I have to leave at least a smidgen. A very technical term, <laughs> smidgen, out of my mother's vocabulary, of like a like a sliver, rather, of like, maybe that's a possibility. And maybe is it like, like, all right, like, do I think we have vampires the way, like, Anne Rice writes them? I don't know. But something along the lines? I mean, aren't all fictitious things born out of some sort of truth? <sighs> I don't know, dude. Have you watched like Wayne's Brothers movies? I don't know if I necessarily am going to sign off that it's all. This is all coming from some some level of truth. And and and, and listen, I understand that you know all, all these things, uh, aliens, vampires, werewolves, they've all had their place in history. But at this point, dude, it, you know, I mean, don't you find that to be interesting? That it's like every generation has the these are the things. I know because I think those are the things that we're naturally afraid of as humans. Those are the things that we just kind of know. You're naturally afraid of fang teeth. Yes. Of course you are. I mean, through evolution, we have learned that like a fanged mouth coming at you, dude, that's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna end your day right there. So uh, yeah, I definitely think that I definitely, right. I definitely think there's a, a a shared experience there of why we kind of all believe these things and why we all kind of see these things. Um, but at the end of the day. I, I, I live in the time of logic. I live in the time of science. And if you can't show me, hey, this exists, then I, I mean, you can make the same argument about Jesus all day long, right? You don't buy that necessarily. Well, here's the thing. I don't. But I have switched my position from what it was 15 years ago to I know for sure Jesus isn't real. And if you believe you're an idiot to I personally don't believe it, but I can't disprove it, so I have to let you hold on to it. Oh, I'm not going to get into the territory of where, where the burden of proof lies on me as the skeptic. The burden of proof lies on you as the person presenting it. I feel like the burden of proof lies on the p- people who want to be condescending to the people who do believe. <laughs> I do, right? Like, if you just want to stand there and judge the hell out of me, well, then, yeah. then show me why your judgment is worthy. The same prove it, I don't think necessarily is the same thing. as Not like, it. I mean, like, that's, I'm doing it. 
not it. Not my job to prove it. I don't have to. You have to prove that it exists. Um, one thing I will say, and it's not that I don't believe in life on other planets. I totally 100% think that out there in the cosmos, there's other life within the universe. I just don't think that that there's UFOs, space aliens coming to to the Earth. I don't. I don't buy that. You get hung up in the fact that we don't know the technology, and some would argue that they will, of course, have the technology we don't know. To defy physics? To what? What are they doing? I mean, I mean, light years are nothing. That ha- they have an infinite power source that they can they can dude, control on their ship. Have you, uh, dude, ah. you, you, ah, so you got you just got to educate yourself to this stuff. I know you do. And here's the thing: uh, you're missing stuff, dude. Of course they have de- technology that can defy physics, dude. One guy made it through an entire movie with people thinking he was saying different things, all while saying "I am Groot." That was like an entire conversation. If he can make "I am Groot" mean different things throughout the movie, then we have like technology that defies physics. How am I supposed to? argue with that you know you know when you're right you're right Stan dude the Barry. guy had a spaceship with a cassette deck like, come on man you don't think you can get from mars to earth and mars to earth is one thing do i think we can go from earth to mars at some point yes because that's within our galaxy when i'm talking about deep space travel like interstellar travel i don't buy into it I don't. Matthew McConaughey made that movie <laughs> the actual name of the movie interstellar that's what happened Bro, I feel for you, man. <laughs> what happened to your sense of wonderment? And what kind of stoner are you? Like, you, you're not, like, dude, you got to fit in the stoner box. Like, I need you in the, yeah, I got blunt wraps yeah. and then in my backyard. Aliens. Stars, bro. Stars, man. All right. So I'm a loon. That's the, all right. <laughs> What I like, people are asking Alan's like, what about Bigfoot? I don't know. <laughs> Where, I don't, evidence. Okay, now here's the thing. Okay, you mean to tell me in the wilderness, in the like the foothills of this country, there's not like man slash beast? <laughs> yes, I'm telling you. No, yes. no way. I don't know if it's Bigfoot, but I'm telling you, sooner or later, some lady kicked her husband out of the house, <laughs> and he's been living in the woods so long, and there's it's mutated. He's hybrid. He slept with a German Shepherd, and now there's something. I'm telling you, there's too much unexplained out there. God, man, I, I, oh, man, I wish I could men in black stick everybody listening to this. Stuff. <laughs> that idiot actually, I don't know what I believe. I don't know. But unless I can definitively say no, I have to leave my mind open to it. I don't know how that doesn't, that doesn't make sense to you, huh? No, because at that point, I mean, I, you, I have to apply that to everything that, and then I have to make room for vampires. I have to make room for mummies. I have to make room for every fictitious thing on the face of the planet being true. It's just not true. I can't know. I'm not signing off on it, but people will, and they'll go to WRQK.com. Dude, I can't, right, and see all the UFO (laughs) sightings over Ken, there they are, there's like a list of them, and I can't wait till a vampire snatches some dude. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I swear to God, like two months from now, a vampire's just gonna like snatch a dude off a market, and I'm gonna be right there next to Fantone, in your face! I'm telling you, man. Vampires might be real. Bigfoot, no. <laughs> Loch Ness monster, no. All right, here's it. No, here it is. Jesus, no. UFOs, yes. <laughs> Bigfoot, yeah. There's a hybrid, and yeah, uh, vampires, no. I'll say no on the vampire. Till you can prove it, you have to say maybe. Got to say maybe. All right. Till you can prove it. All right. Okay. 
Maybe we should read. <laughs> you feel yes. like we should do a show at some point today? I feel like, I feel like a set of an encyclopedia might not be the worst gift for this radio program. We will send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. We'll do it next. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. On Rock 106.9, I will remind you that it is Friday the 13th, and apparently it's a full moon, and I feel like today's show reflected all of that. I know we don't all believe in that kind of stuff. We started the show out early, 6 a.m., talking about how we don't necessarily believe in that kind of stuff, but I think if you listen for the last few hours, it's like, well, maybe you should, though. Something going on in there. And, you know, before this last break here, we were kind of talking about vampires and Bigfoot and, like, what we believe and what we don't believe, and obviously we're, you know, we're being a little facetious there. I don't totally believe in, in stuff, but I feel like there's enough unexplained out there where I'm not going to close the door on pretty much anything. And just so you know, while you're all smug over there, I have this. What is it? Wild vampire bats. Oh. In Brazil are to exclusively feed on bird blood. These bats normally have started to feed on human blood at night. Yeah. This is from the techtimes.com. Oh, okay. All That's right. just so you know, the second most r- legitimate website in the world. Really? It's been ranked. Check it. Google it. <laughs> don't do that. It's not I don't know. I, I don't know why I why I tempted fate there. WRQK.com number one, actually, so it's it's good to know. The hairy-legged vampire bat lives in northeast Brazil. They normally target birds, but now they're feeding on humans. Are they turning into people? No, the bat itself not turning into people. They're turning on eating. They're feeding off of our blood, though. Are they wearing a cloak? Can they not see themselves in mirrors? You know, if you're not going to take this seriously, (laughs) then I don't know if we should do it. I don't know, man. Uh, They've uh, found. Listen to this. They have found. (laughs) Bat facts. (laughs) I do have bat facts. They have found traces of human blood in the fecal samples of these bats. Okay. So explain that one. <laughs> well, that, 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 will an animal eat a person? Yes, I will 100% agree with you that an animal will eat a person. Does that vampire bat have supernatural powers? No, no, they do not. I, I don't know about that one. I, uh, I'm telling you, I think if vampire bats are starting to feed off of us, I, I'm worried about stuff. Who am I to argue with science? It can't be long before <laughs> Lestat comes walking up the, uh, the, you know, the New Orleans shoreline. Like that, can't, it won't be long. Let's be honest; those were like the best vampire. Mo- that, like Anne Rice is like the best vampire person, right? Interview with a vampire, pretty much like the best of like that whole thing. Uh, me and my girlfriend watched Interview with a Vampire not too long ago. Does it hold? I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time, it, it, dude. Much like reading a, a, a horror novel, um, where you're like, "Oh, Frankenstein's so good," and then you read into it, and it's kind of boring. I mean, it really was kind of a slow, like it's slow, a slow kind of like trotting along, you know, movie. So, like, don't get me wrong; it was good, and I certainly would uh, would. Put it up there in the vampire movies, but I don't know if I put it number one. Fright Night was a good vampire movie back in the day. They remade it and kind of ruined it, but like the original was pretty good back in the day. Um, what was that? What was that eighties vampire movie? Uh, 
uh, Kiefer Sutherland was in it. Uh, oh, the Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah that's Lost a great Boys. movie. Yeah, Lost Boys is pretty. Yeah, good. that's a really good. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But all right. You go back and watch that, and I'm telling you right now, you're gonna yeah. be like the '80s cheese on that. Oh, it's bad. Va- dude, vampires on dirt bikes. That's the lo- that happened. We uh, we 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 talk about movies that you know have gotten remade and movies that have gotten the 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 the, the you Lost know, Boys would be a good pick. I would think Lost Boys would be a great. Pick, Could be a good. Actually. Yeah, that'd be a good pick. I mean, the advancement in special you know special effects is going to help out. Um, that 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 scene, that vampire scene. While yeah, Twilight might have been like that, you know, the highlight of it or the the, the high point of it. Um, people still like vampires. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like yeah. people still have that 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 blood in their mouth, no pun intended there, and uh, I think that would be a great remake. Probably time to remake the Friday the 13th movies. Here we are sitting on Friday the 13th, right? <laughs> now, now I know they've already made like 27 of them. So I don't know what you do, but yeah. like, but but a reimagining of those probably uh, not the worst idea. Yeah, and Rob Zombie, I guess, would probably do it, right? And Rob Zombie, will, he'll, he'll put a bullet in that. Are, you, know, are you in on the zombie film career? Um, as a whole, yes, I like his style. Like, I like to like I like how it almost feels like comic booky. I th- I think that's cool. I think he's made more movies now that I haven't seen than I have. Like, I've only like I know I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses. Love that movie. Uh, I've seen The Devil's Rejects, and people love that, but I felt like it wasn't as good as the first. I totally good. disagree with you. It's I think, good, but it, I didn't think it was as good as the first one. I think I think House of a Thousand Corpses is, is good, but a little bit too um, cluttered of an idea. There wasn't enough like clear point where I feel like he really got it right, and he zoned, he like honed in what he was doing with uh, Devil's Rejects. I think that was the better movie. There was that movie he did with. Um, I just felt like the second one was like the same idea over. There was that movie he did with his wife. What was it called? Oh wait, all of them. Sa- yeah. <laughs> all of well, them. Well, he did Salem's Lot, right? He uh, did that movie. Which is Salem is the one I'm thinking of. Oh, but. okay. That's I'm I'm mixing two movies up. Okay, so there's that one. I haven't seen that one. And the reason I would tell you to see that one, the only reason I would tell you to see that one is radio plays a really big part in that movie. Which is of Salem. Yeah, and I always like movies that have radio in it. Yeah, I do too. Except I for t- that movie, Radio. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't like that one either. <laughs> I hate Cuba Gooding. Hate him. Oh, yeah, I forgot about hate that. Hate Cuba Gooding. Would not interview him. But Rob Zombie, much like his music, I mean... Like, he's got that the newer one out, right? 31? Mm-hmm. I just... I, I, it's, it's, there's a, a time and a place for those movies. There's a time and a place for his music. It's not all the time what I'm doing, but... I didn't like his versions of Halloween. I know people were crazy about those, and I feel like people were crazy about him because it was Rob Zombie. And it's cool to say that you like something Rob Zombie did. Of course. But um, Halloween 2 was a mess. I mean, that the second one was a mess. It was bad. If I remember correctly, one of them was good, and it was probably the first one, and the second one sucked. Much like I feel like Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses, one of them was good, one of them sucked. Dude, I'm hearing Interview with the Vampire 2 comes out this year. Really? Anthony just sent that in. Thank you, Anthony. I didn't know that. Oh, I wonder who they're going to do. I, I wonder who's doing that. I wonder who's buying the camera for that. I don't know, but it's probably Channing Tatum, that dude that played Edward. Justin Bieber's probably making an appearance in it, I would assume. Oh, God, don't even say that. Are you kidding me? Justin Bieber's too busy ruining Odell Beckham's career. Yeah, he doesn't have time to be in horror movies. And God knows vampires and, and, and like effeminate dudes, those paths have never crossed before. <laughs> Dude, you can wear crushed velvet pants and n- not have it be effeminate. Like I don't know, I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland, he was totally heteroing it up down there. Lost. You place. know what? Now that I'm gonna totally be like 
a cliche type person, but Friday the thirteenth, I think I am. I think I'm just gonna like keep posted up on the couch all night, good food, and watch right. as many good horror movies as I can get my hands on. Right. You've got nothing else going on. And tonight. here's the thing, like, good horror movies are hard to come by. Like it's harder ever than ma- to make them now, I think. I always say that because I just think we're just so desensitized to things. But like like I know the conjuring movies were supposed to be really good. I watched the second one the other day. I thought it was just okay. I mean it wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. Horror movies nowadays, they find themselves in a weird position uh, because they're trying to be PG thirteen, but they're still trying to be scary. Right. They're trying to scare you, but they need the kids to go on Friday night. You're right. That's a fine line. Right. And and, and, and the the balancing act there is tough. Um, uh, what's that? It's it, it, there's previews going for it right now, and the guy's got multiple personalities. I think it's called Split. And I'm like, oh, that looks. I haven't seen that. Looks so good. Looks so good. But oh, it's rated PG-13, so nothing really that scary is going to happen. Somebody else is telling me now that we're getting a new Friday the Thirteenth movie this year too. Okay, that makes sense. There you go. That makes sense. All right, let me ask you. Growing up as a kid, yeah, there were the two '80s franchises, Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's kind of like, it's very much like Judas Priest versus Iron Maiden. You're allowed to like both, but everybody's got the one they, right. they like better. Right. Which was the two uh, the better movie franchises? Uh, I'm going to go with Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know if it's because I watched those first and I felt like those were kind of the... You're a little young for the original Friday the 13th run, too. Because I, I, I am. I, I, yeah, I mean... I I'm a little young for it. I didn't see these in theaters of like their time, but I would say probably Nightmare on Elm Street was just more... And I think Freddy was just the better villain. I think he was just scarier. And now looking back... I it, remembering that he was like a child no. molester, I'm like, eh, maybe I shouldn't like Freddy so much. But it's the whole thing. He was, he was, he was banging. Oh kids, yeah, he was right? banging. Yeah, yeah, and then they get together children. and they light him on fire and the whole thing. Yeah, dude, when you think about what that movie was based yeah. on, it's very like sick. I mean, his mom raped like a nun, raped by like a thousand like bums or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, like his dude. mom was a nun that was like raped. Wasn't Dream Warriors playing or something? And. uh <laughs> Ugh. Well, uh, dude, I mean, think about how many date rapes happened to Dawkins. That's that's that is like no. a date. That's like a date rape documentary. Dawkins. No, let's not go there. Where was that line? We talked about the line today, Stansberry. It is so far gone, dude. We just created a date rape soundtrack. I'm not sure that's all right. Jesus. Love the Dream Warriors. Docket coming up next. Coming up at the Hard Rock Roxino. <laughs> November the 21st. Donnie Docket. The rest of the crew as well. Yeah, no. Uh, dude, Docket was all right back in the day. Alone again. Not the worst. This song, not the worst. That was it. That's all they had. But that's <laughs> <laughs> two. Not, not, not so bad there. You've been hearing about Russia in the news a lot. Russia, 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 Russia. I have the Russia story. Nobody else does. We'll give it to you next. Hang on. Big Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. That's where you can see the list of UFO sightings over Canton, Ohio. It spawned like this really long conversation of what Fantone and I believe in, what we don't believe in, vampires, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monsters, best 80s horror movies, Friday the 13th, because that's the date today. I mean, just a bunch of bunch of stuff got spawned by that. Uh, so, hodgepodge. So see it at WRQK.com. Not our website. It's WRQK.com. Oh my god, this guy wants to know if Underworld movies are the best vampire movies. I don't think so. For me, um, I'll say this. Kate Beckinsale is one of the hottest women 
ever. Like she's so hot. Like if I could pick what my wife would look like, that would definitely be like in the, the, the like top five of like yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a Kate Beckinsale. But I don't. Uh, that first one was all right. I, I I don't know. I haven't seen the rest of them, so I can't really judge them. But. I don't know if I would sign off on that. Isn't the final one coming out this year, or isn't that the that the thing? The last. I think it's out. I think yeah. Oh, yeah. is it already? Yeah, I think it's out. Man, uh, I just heard from uh, from Twitter that that cover of "Darling Nikki" is horrible, and voted it a turd. Wow, man, the Foo Fighters cover of "Darling Nikki" you don't like that? You're that's the first person I've ever heard say that. But it's good to get the feedback. I'm surprised by that, man. I've always re- and I'm a huge Prince fan. But I've always really, really, really liked that cover. I'm surprised. This is the first person I've ever heard say that. It's interesting. Russia's been all over the news. And I have a Russian story here that didn't get to the top of the pile for most people because it doesn't involve Donald Trump. Well, it involves urinating hookers, right? No. No? No. No golden no, no, no. showers anywhere in this story. No, but it does involve Son something. It, it does involve something that I uh, that, that I uh, consider sacred to me. Okay. And that is about a week from today. Yeah. About seven days from today will be uh, four years since I have smoked a cigarette. That's a long time. Longest I've ever gone in, in my life. Um Having quit, I've I've quit a handful of times. This time it feels like it's caught on, and I'm probably done now. Uh, but you never know; the wolf's always at the door. But Russia is trying to make major steps in reducing the amount of smokers they have, which is, to me, it always seems like you get sold like that's one of those populations of people who just smoke, right? Like baby smoke in Russia. It's like how kind of like smoking still big in Asia. I've always taken like Russia the same way. It's just like vodka and cigarettes, but maybe I'm wrong here. As the Russian health ministry this week proposed a ban, Fantone, on selling cigarettes to people who were born after 2014. So even after they become 18, which is when you're legal to smoke in that country, they're looking to ban it for people after born uh, after 2014. Essentially, then a full prohibition of cigarettes around 2033. So they're looking to get out in front of this. Um, yeah, I understand where they're going with that, and obviously, cigarette smoking is such an easy—I don't want to say an easy thing to quit because that's not what I mean—but it's such an easy thing. No, if it's you, not easy. If you, if you eliminate that from the public health uh, stratosphere, it's going to make a lot of people considerably healthier. healthier. Costs of, of health insurance and things like that are obviously, and health costs are going to go down. Um, but you're just going to get into a territory there of like, well, if I can buy it, and I was born prior to 2014. How are you going to know, like, once I get up to age 25? I mean, you can't tell if somebody's 25 or 26. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to you're going to be IDing everybody that smokes, everybody that's buying cigarettes. Well, anybody under the age of 35 is supposed to get carded anyway. You know, 35, 30, 35, 36. Let's talk about a 40 year old. Well, I mean, you know? if you're on, well, yeah, but if you're on the border, I mean, as a guy who does still have to card people time from time for now, this is alcohol. It's a little bit different. But if I'm even remotely curious, let me see it. You know what I mean? Because that's on me to protect myself, and I think it's the same way with selling cigarettes over a counter. Uh, I I hear what you're saying, but there might be something to this. Now, apparently, Russia didn't ban smoking in restaurants and bars till 2013. That seems really late. Yeah, it does, but I mean... I mean, we were at it at what, 08? I mean, five years difference. You know what I mean? It's not like that big of a difference. It's not, it's not, like, it's not, like, we were, it's not like we were 50 years ahead of them. Like, it's not no, like, but know. yeah, it just... It, I don't know. It, maybe it sounds later than what it really is. Um, now, 
naysayers to this ban say that it's going to give rise to a black market for illegal cigarettes. And yes, it will. But if it reduces the amount of people who are going to start smoking and then all we do is sell bootleg cigarettes to people who were already smoking, I think I can live with that. I mean, I don't think you're going to see the black market of cigarettes turn into like the black market that heroin has, which, by the way, is heroin still a thing? It's any other drug, right? Is is heroin still a thing? Dude, it hasn't been in the news, not once in like the last three months. No debt, nobody. It's like all of a sudden that just went, shh, we're not talking about that anymore. I don't know. There's every every time I drive up to, to, every every time I drive in Tusk, I know there's a sign that has the Stark County. I see, I see a billboard, but notice like it's not all over the news and timelines the way it was like six months ago. It's just like, and I think it's because of the Trump thing and a lot of that has a lot to do with it, but we're just not hammering that issue like we were well, a couple I, of months ago. I think that's most things, though, right? I mean, we've talked about a million different things in the past where it's like, oh, hey, and this will last three months before we all move on with our lives. Yeah, but I mean, 220,000 so, people. Don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is heroin still a thing in the sense of, of are there still people out there ODing in Stark County right now? Today, of course it is, but you it's know, just not front of, it's, it's just not top of mind for people. We right got now. other things to talk about. We got, we got urinating Russian hookers to talk about. But the health ministry in, in uh, Russia says that uh, citing the 300 to 400,000 Russian Russian citizens who die from smoking-related uh, diseases each year will outweigh the black market, and I would agree. So you're going to apply that? You think that should apply to American cigarettes? 2014. Born after that, you can't have cigarettes? Now, here's the thing. I, I'm for people wanting to do what you want to do, but if and, and it's a legal product in, in this country, but there's been a war on cigarettes for a while, and we are going to look to stomp this out. And this would work. I, I don't know if I want it for our country, but it is a system that will work. I don't know if anything else would. You know, I mean, I, I know we've seen a reduction with the truth commercials and this and that, and like people like me have quit and like that whole thing, and you know, the increase in price and that whole. And part of really, I, I mean, I would afford cigarettes if that was really what it's about. It's the inconvenience now. I, I mean, people look at you like you're a pedophile when you smoke cigarettes now. Like if you're smoking out front of a store now, people look at you like you might as well have your penis in your hand. I mean, it's just people look at you like you're a freak of nature if you smoke cigarettes now. And so it's like one of those things where it's like, eh, I don't know if I want that. But Russia might be onto it, man. I think if, if you wanted to, if you want to really curtail it, making it illegal is going to do it. Well, but I, I, I don't like that system. You know what I mean? Like that's not the that's not the America I want to live in. Why, dude? They're not just going to wake up tomorrow and be like, "Hey, this is illegal. We're going to vote." Like, the, I mean, they're, 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 it's going to be a proposed thing that our leaders vote for. Should we apply that to cheeseburgers? Should we apply that to alcohol? Should we apply? Phantom, that to that's coming. You don't think that's coming? Believe me, dude. If Obama had eight more years, you wouldn't get cheeseburgers. Like, that's dude. Your whole side of the aisle is that party. That's what's coming. Is oh my god, the health, the health, the stuff is out of control, and your trips through the fast food lines are what do it. So we're gonna we're gonna tell you what's better for you, Michelle Obama was that person she was that person saying dude i know better for what you better for you and your family what you eat she was that first lady nobody made this nobody nobody was talking about making american products illegal nobody was talking about i'm telling you that's the next thing coming is that you don't know what's good for you in the sugar in your waistline we know better than you thank god we live in trump america right Right. you're damn right you're damn right because if you want a double cheeseburger you're still going to be able to get it eight years from now that is one highlight I'm not I'm not that guy that's going to pretend like not some good things are going to come out of that guy some good things are going to come out of that guy and some people have in their own decisions dude Democrats are the ones that want to be able to make everybody's decisions for you I a Democrat, I'm just saying I a Democrat am saying no this is not right but we you're in the right. but you're in the minority of your party but you are the one who's saying this Russian idea is the way we should go I'm saying when something's killing this many people it, 
is examination worth it? Yes, but it is. You are in the minority of your party. Your party is the overregulation. Let's. I want more law, more law, more law. That is the Democratic Party. That is the base of that that whole side of the aisle. So I think you will end up see that coming. That will definitely happen sooner or later. They're going to be like, we can't trust you with McDonald's, so we'll dole it out to you. That's the America we're headed towards. But cigarettes are a killer, and I think it's something that should be examined. We'll close out the program for you next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. If you thought that AIDS was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. And all I got to say is it's Friday. <laughs> oh, my name? Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. My Katana. What's up? This is your boy Daytime, 79 Entertainment, CEO, strong commander, rap artist, producer, singer, dancer. Executive uh, producer. Mike Polk is going. No, he's not. He's got a burning in his butthole. He's got a fire. He's got a flame coming out of his butthole. That, that makes me so sad. Because that was the kind of music they used to, to you know, summon demons. Pop that pill in Yergsville. I'm going to give you one and we're going to do it for real. And it's going to be a thrill. We're going to smoke some kill when we pop that pill in Yergsville. There's a dirty little secret. Danny's got something in his pants. <laughs> And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. I'll be there, and I will mow you down under my tires. This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They can make you slap somebody. And unfortunately for the Browns, they haven't figured that out since they got back to Cleveland. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. And there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to kick the dust up. And when I got done, he said just lay off the hamburgers and french fries and that really just disrespected me and I felt awful. I'm also very much of a germaphobe, by the way. <laughs> Believe me. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9, Friday the 13th. Getting ready to close it out here. Uh, I meant to talk about this earlier and I want to give uh, a few of my thoughts on it before we get out of here for the weekend and that's coming out of Washington, D.C. Apparently... Uh, there was a pretty big argument between black Democrats and white Republicans. Surprise. Uh, apparently on Tuesday, when Republican lawmakers removed a painting from a Missouri high school student where he painted uh, this painting to reflect the unrest in Ferguson. And in it, there is pictures of cops and he has painted them as as animals. Now it's important to know that there's a guy like a, a criminal sort dressed as like painted as an animal as well. So it's not just the cops. Um, I, I it, for me, I'm having a hard time making sense of the whole painting as a whole. It's, it's not, I, I, you know what I mean? But it definitely you're to take the point of cops are pigs, right? Or a, a little bit of that. And so of course, Republican lawmakers are like all up in arms about this. 
And you would think that I'd be the first one to go, you can't do that, it's cops, and you got to show respect, you got to do this. Yes, that's all true, but the difference is here is that this is art, and art is meant to push the envelope. Art is meant to make you uncomfortable. That's the way it's been since the beginning of time. And uh, and I'm not going to tell a high school student that that's not the way to express their art. Well, I don't think this is necessarily about telling that high school student he can't do that. I think it's hanging it in the in the in now, the halls of 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 where is it the state house? I think that's where they had it. Um, so, I, yeah, it, it well it was part it was on display a, at the Congressional Arts Competition in Capitol Hill. And that's where they, they wanted it taken out of that. Ah, well, then you're talking about something different. Now, if this was like hanging up in the in the halls of the Senate building, okay. But if it's at an art competition, then yeah, you, you know, it's, it's an art competition. I think you got to let people be who they are, and I think you got to let art be what it is. And and uh, you know, art is a subjective term. I would view radio shows as art, and I don't want anybody telling me that my art can't push the envelope. So I'm going to have a hard time telling a high school kid his art can't push the envelope. And while a bunch of you are going to take to Twitter right now and be like, "Cops, pigs." disrespectful okay well then go tell the simpsons you never problem with that cop being a pig for the last 35 years on television yeah no problem with that none that cop was a pig forever so you, you, you can't pick and choose when it's okay to do that if it's okay for the simpsons it's okay for this just because you don't like the subject matter that this is and it's in and it's striking something in you it's the same thing you know i i obviously i think artists need to have their rights um it's it really is well is it is it in the appropriate place and in, in an art contest i feel like that's probably the yeah they wanted place it removed from the art competition because they didn't like the imagery of it and i think and i don't like that at all art is meant in since the beginning of time to push the envelope to make us feel uncomfortable to make us think and to show us uh, another side of something that we were refusing to see on our own that's what artists are for and you can't and that's why censorship's dangerous this is all think so there's a little stuff for you to think on for your weekend we will be back on tuesday morning we're going to take monday off in observance of martin luther the king day so we will be back tuesday morning 6 a.m on rock 1069 you guys have a great weekend see ya